0: and a secret proceedings
3: Radio. greetings and salutations to all our fellow skywatchers thank you all for being here with us and listening live on this wonderful evening of April 18th 2017 Hope everyone is having a great Easter weekend this past weekend. Hopefully everybody survived it and is having a good week after. Of course, we're coming to you live from New Logic Studios down in Miami, Florida, located on what you know some would say is a little third rock from the sun, little blue marble, some would call it. Now, to our intergalactic listeners, thank you for being here, folks. And uh, don't forget, if you flip-flop when you zippity-bop, you're going to have to beep-zop, zippity-boop-bop, pop-pop. All right. Now, Flat Earthers, uh, you know, again, drop a line, have a seat, join us, uh, be here with us for a little bit. We'd love to have the Flat Earthers also, interdimensional beings, whatever, we're all here for you. I am, of course, Angel Espino, and as always with me, making the noise in the background, is my head of world radio life mate, the one and the only, the man born to one day play Jason Bourne Reborn on the big screen. That's like the one and only, the pinky to my brain, Alan Weiler. How the hell are you, my friend?
4: I am doing amazing tonight. I am in recovery from Star Wars Celebration. It was an experience and a half. I had a great time, and you, you damn bastard, didn't make it. It's all your fault.
3: Yes, actually, is uh, not my fault entirely, but I will take the blame because uh, shame on me for not doing more to be out there. And uh, that is right. I tell you what, I cried, dude, on Thursday. Night, you know when I when I knew that I couldn't go for for a fact, I shed tears. I cried. Because this is the last celebration for, what, for like a couple of years now? They're going to have another one for 2019? Two years, two years. That hurts. And we don't even know where that one's going to be. It could be somewhere like in Alaska.
4: Yeah, actually, they did not announce it at the end of the show like they usually do. Right. I don't think they know where they're going to
3: have it yet. I mean, after all these years, they're probably like, what else can we do? Jesus, and it's like the same crap. Tokyo,
4: that Tokyo. <laughs> that'd be dude,
3: that'd be dope. That'd be dope.
4: Tokyo, know, that'd be nice. DVDs. Oh,
3: I would start saving money now if they announced that.
4: Well, sure. You want to get all the little Chinese girls and you know the Japanese, girl, Japanese girls, Japanese girls, no, Japanese girls. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You would have a fun time there. Oh. They like super wrestlers. Hey, hey. Way. I know. Me not that big. Almost. You are almost there. You but they will love there. me. Have they love the me cookie. long time. You have no cookie.
3: You need to relax with that. That's another 500 pounds I need to add. you racist. You're you
4: know, racist.
3: I am racist. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't make it out. And you know what, man? It tore me apart. We did uh, the roundtable this weekend. and We were talking about celebration and stuff. And, and uh, I had a, a really bad week because the uh, person who was going to cover for me, for me to be able to make it out there... I had a terrible motorcycle accident and uh, he was laid up for a couple of weeks in the hospital and it, he never he, he never started really working with us, so I had nobody to cover and at the, the last minute they told me, yeah, go, man, just go. But I felt bad leaving work, you know, with no coverage for a weekend, especially a big weekend like that, so unfortunately I bit the bullet and I was like, you know what, I got to do what I got to do first and... I missed Celebration, but a couple of years from now, wherever they have it, I will make plans and I shall go because that's on my bucket list, man. I want to see Celebration in person. It was awesome. This, uh, you know, I saw all the yeah, videos on YouTube.
1: It was
4: an experience. And let me tell you, I, I I am speechless from it. I mean, I had an amazingly, amazingly good time. Got to catch up with some old friends. Saw some actors that I hung with. Um, nice. You know, it was great.
3: That's awesome. I mean, did you, you get to see any of the panels like the, uh, the Carrie Fisher panel tribute by Mark Hamill? Yeah, I got, see,
4: I got to see the Carrie Fisher panel. I got to see nice. the trailer live as it was happening. Um, I actually found something really, really interesting. Um, oh, you yeah, know, what is that? You've heard of the 501st, right? Of course. You know, they do costumes. Yep. Um, so do the, uh, the people that are the Mandalorian Mercs and the Rebel Legion, but I found something that puts all of them to shame. Uh oh. It's called Road Squadron. They okay. actually deck their cars out and vehicles out to look like vehicles from Star Wars. And they use them as daily drivers most of the time. Very nice. I was just like, wow Uh, that was really, really cool. I mean, you know, you see someone that took a Hyundai Tiburon and made it look like an X Wing fighter.
3: I look good to my Impala, honestly.
4: Actually, they, you know, the Impala gets turned into a, um, looks like an Imperial, uh, police car.
3: Nice. I'm
4: down. Which, uh, yeah, that's, it it was just really, really cool. I I was just like, it was, it was a good weekend, and I picked up some really good collectibles. So, I'm gonna do my, uh, Pitch for the night, uh, if anybody <laughs> wants some Star Wars Funko collectible pops, I have in my hand another 12 of the 442 Clone Trooper, rare, hard-to-find, sold out on the first day, troopers, available, if anyone's listening.
3: Why is that one so hard to find? I mean, was it a limited release? Yes, or? it was
4: a very limited edition, ah. handed out only at the convention.
3: Oh, nice! Wow, that's cool.
4: Yes, it is. And if anybody wants one, all they got to do is call in or in the, um, obviously in the chat room, which you still need to send me a link to. Just reach out and contact me. I'll be stepping into the uh, or no
3: give them an bed. email. That, give them an email they can reach you at. Also,
4: they could reach me at allaroundventures at gmail that's right. It's all around ventures at gmail dot so
3: Did that re- sound he re- like
4: an infomercial?
3: You remember oh. that, but the phone number? Nope, can't can't well, remember I, that. Well, nope, because
4: I use Skype. I don't use the phone number. I use that email all the time. Come on, three
3: years, almost four years. We're, we're going to be a decade on this show, and still this man would not know the number. It's amazing.
4: Yeah, I'm sorry, it's terrible of me, I know. It's amazing.
3: I, know. I, I will know. say this, you're stepping your game up on the sound, though. You're getting better week weekend week out now with the sound. Which, I'm about, well, I'm, which I'm, by I'm, the I'm, way, I will say this, it, uh, ironically enough, it has to do with after uh, Crystal leaves us, uh, now all of a sudden you have epic sound again. While the entire time Crystal was here, your sound was kind of like... Uh, well, I have no...
4: E- I have no answer for that, except that you can pick on her. I am going to stay neutral because I'm still going to stay being her pookie. No, the reason
3: I said not because of her, I'm saying, cause you, were you, like, trying to, like, you know, uh, subliminally tell me something, that you wanted her off the show? Is that what that was going on nope, there? Like, not at
4: all. I liked having her because it let me talk less.
3: <laughs> this is true. Sometimes you just sneak away and, like, disappear and... Hang
4: no, up. I don't sneak away and disappear. But it's like you've already got some really good conversation going with you know whoever I guessed is, So I'm gonna not chime in and let him roll with it or roll with it. I right. stay nice and neutral when I need to. But when I got uh, when I got an opinion, as we've all learned, I really <clears throat> put my opinion.
3: Unless it's the last 20 minutes of the show, and then normally he would just hang up and there be right. <laughs> no more Alan. Hold on,
4: it's asking me to <laughs> hang on. This is asking me to pick an app to what? No, send me a link to the chat room, not send That, a is, the, to Skype.
3: that is the chat room, fool. The, that's the link It says chat room. It says
4: joinskype.com is the link you sent me.
3: Yes, you click on that, and it's going to take okay. you to the your chat room.
4: Opens up a web page, pick an app, right. don't open.
3: Right. Or you can pick uh, an app and it'll just open on your, your Skype there. That's our chat room, our chat room, I can actually, I think, add you to the chat room itself, let me just do that.
4: It's asking me just... to do it on, uh, yeah, it's asking me to open the...
3: Relax, I'll add you to the chat room, be a lot easier. Oh, all right, fine, good, all right. Why, ma- yeah. why make you work at all? Like, why, why make it, you know, hard at all for you? Like, why put an obstacle in your way? Why do that?
4: Because it's just so easy for you to put an obstacle in front of me.
3: And shout outs to all seventy five participants in that chat room right now who are hanging in there. Uh, Sonia Gregg, who's a, a fan favorite of ours here on the show. We're fans of hers, not the other way around, by the
4: way. Oh okay. Uh what yeah, do, th- you're a fan, what is what she, are,
3: uh, She's well, she's okay. eternally awesome. I mean that's you know, she's an awesome okay. person and that's you know enough for me to be a fan, so
4: So why don't you just hit her up for a date or something, man?
3: Well I think Zod Ryder's trying to like get in there. I don't know.
4: Wait, did Zod Ryder <laughs> should get into a date with her, not you?
3: I don't know, man. He's uh, He's been hitting on her pretty nice the last couple of days. I don't know what's going on with is the two he, of them.
4: Is he doing a good job?
3: Well, Zod Rider's a smooth operator.
4: Okay, I will <laughs> take your word for it.
3: But she's a lovely, lovely young lady. And uh, uh, Zod thinks that she looks like the new girl on Doctor Who, which leads me to my next question. Before oh, we get to any serious yes, news, I we want to talk a little bit about geek stuff here. So Doctor Who, the season premiere, uh, the uh, first episode came out. We all saw it now. We're all geeks. We all love Doctor Who. I personally did not like the episode. I thought it was boring as hell. Um, didn't really dig the uh, the chemistry between the Doctor and the new, co- you know, the new assistant. Or the new well, opinion. it
4: always takes a little while to grow on you.
3: That really. You know what? Amy Pond was like. Immediate you know why there's connection. no
4: chemistry? Because she's a lesbian. Okay, plain and simple.
3: Oh, I have no issues with her being a lesbian. Come on now.
4: Well, you're asking it's- for chemistry. Doesn't that usually play a factor into things?
3: No, because they both like chicks. And actually, the doctor's, like, asexual. He doesn't really like women or men or anything. He's kind he's sort of a weirdo. A he weirdo wants that alien. alien. Buttocks. I want to say which is funny because,
4: graphic, but, um, yeah,
3: thank you. But, yeah. Which is funny, because as much as he acts like that, sometimes on, in certain faces, there's also, like, certain times where he actually got married, had a daughter, uh, River Song, well, for had, example, well, you know. Yeah,
4: did you notice how many, did you notice both photos on the table?
3: Yes, I did. The granddaughter, was it the granddaughter and uh, River Song, right?
4: Right, Grand Orton River Song. Obviously, folks, we're not giving you any spoilers here. We're just pointing out, you know, certain things that we noticed during the episode. So Mm -hmm. don't yell at us for giving away some spoilers, okay? I'm just telling you now.
3: I'm just hoping this season, I mean, it's going to be Capaldi's last season on Doctor Who. I'm just hoping that it's better. I
4: believe he's actually going to change mid-season. I heard something like that, yeah. They they showed a regeneration for coming up soon, so... Yeah, and they all already announced who the new one is, so... You yeah, know apparently
3: they're, they're going for, like, a, a David Tennant type, and this guy supposedly is, like, in that mold. The guy they really?
4: Paint.
3: That's what they were saying. They were, they were looking for, like, a David Tennant type.
4: All right, all right, uh, if you say so.
3: I mean, he's a younger cat than uh, Capaldi.
4: Just because he's younger doesn't mean he has that David Tennant chemistry.
3: Well, we haven't seen him as a doctor yet. You never know.
4: No, but what have we seen him in? Not much. So, Uh, at least in the States, we haven't. Well,
3: have you seen David uh, Tennant before Doctor Who anywhere?
4: Yeah, as a matter of fact, I have.
3: I had never seen him before Doctor Who. That was my introduction to David Tennant and Matt Smith. So, I mean, I couldn't really judge them because I'd never seen them, just like this new guy. I've never seen him. But apparently uh, they were focusing on trying to find somebody like a David Tennant that could bring that audience back to Doctor Who. Because, I mean, the ratings have been terrible the last
4: year. Well, yeah, true. Uh, Tennant just... Tenet was, um, who did he play? Um, Tam Tam Tam. Uh, well, who was the uh, medieval guy who used to go around screwing everybody?
3: The medieval guy that you would go around screwing everybody?
4: Um, uh, tam, tam
3: Tam Tam Tam. I know somebody from New Jersey who could fit that mold. No, 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 <laughs> no, hang on. Now I gotta
4: IMDB this. But once I say the name, you'll be like, oh, him! Hang
3: on. Well, while we're hanging on, let me tell the audience who's going to join us tonight on the oh, second Oh, yes. Very
4: d- do that. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah. Now, joining us tonight, our guest will be the one, the only, the impeachable, incredible, unattainable sometimes because he's busy with his girl, Jesse Randolph. The one and only host of UFO Radio will be live with us on the second hour, and we're going to talk about his show in ufology and what his show is going to do now that's going to be different because he's changing the format around, and we're going to discuss that live on the show here for a few minutes, maybe half an hour, maybe an hour, and who knows how long we go with Jesse, as you know. Time flies when you're having fun with your friends on the radio. So, uh, that's gonna be a whole lot of fun. We're gonna talk about the show Changing Nights also. It's, uh, now Thursdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, no longer on Monday nights. Uh, work scheduling and stuff, uh, made it, you know, Jesse just couldn't continue doing Monday nights. So, uh, now if you go back and you listen on Monday nights at that time slot, you're gonna hear Future Theater once again in reruns until Nancy and Bill get back on the horse and start doing live shows, which I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Nancy and Bill. I haven't heard from them in a few months.
4: Well, they're tied up working on yeah. stuff, aren't
3: they? Yeah, I mean, I've been told by Nancy that you know they're either uh, that on or they books were and stuff aliens. And
4: it's one or the other. I don't know.
3: I think Bill is too cool for the aliens to take him.
4: <laughs> by the way, I found the name of the thing he played Casanova.
3: Okay, on what?
4: On the series Cas- Casanova. It was a mini series. Oh.
3: Wasn't he in a Marvel property also? He played the purple guy. Yeah, he
4: played... uh No, he played Jessica... He played... Jessica Jones, uh right? nemesis for Je- Jessica Jones. Apparently, he also did some voice work in The Clone Wars. hmm For all, mm-hmm. all us hardcore geeks there. And uh what else did he do? He's done some really, really good stuff. You know, he's
1: been... Just
3: nothing a- uh, as big as Doctor Who. I mean, look, he, he, there's no written rule that says that they couldn't bring him or Matt Smith back later on, right? I mean, there's... That's no, not they, a set they proved rule.
1: that...
4: They proved that in the fiftieth uh, anniversary episode, Gallifrey burns no more, where you saw Tom Baker being the curator of the right. um, of the what you of the, the museum, uh, museum,
3: whatever that was. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, but that, he was the, he played the curator, but he wasn't the doctor. You know, was no, just... it's
4: what he said as he played the curator, right? Saying that it's okay to revisit some old faces once in a while. So
3: hopefully one day maybe David Tennant will return. He, by far of all the new Doctors, I thought was, was the most fitting in the role of, of the Doctor. Um, you oh. know, Capaldi is great, but Capaldi is you know his time as a Doctor is a very flawed one because the storylines have been weak. Uh, there's been way too many filler episodes. I mean, this first episode felt like a filler episode, and this is the first episode of the season. Like, give me something good, going to really kick it off, and it was a
4: whole lot of nothing. I don't know. Well let's get back to ufology. How about that?
3: Well we're gonna do that in a minute and uh we're gonna oh, do that when Definitely when Jesse gets uh, on the line. I'm either. still
4: waiting for the link for you to send it to me, so uh you know what I you want to do it. What are you
3: talking about? Dude, you're already chat. in the chat room. I already put you in there. I am? Yes, you you've been in there.
4: Okay, I don't how am I in there and I don't see it on the webpage here? You okay, because be it's not on the, it's thing.
3: not it's not no, okay, listen to me. It's on Skype, dude. You gotta go to Skype on your left hand side where you all all your people show up, you're gonna see a thing that says PSN chat. You're in oh, there. Already.
4: Okay. All right.
3: Hang on one second. We have been. And this is how okay, you know. Okay. It says back. copy
4: the link. It's all set up. Hang on. Copy the link, and I got to stick it into a browser now. This okay. is how
3: you know lost See, it's the other guy me gets. To
4: ap- See, it's asking me to open up an app again, he, or just this is, the this is
3: how lost the other guy is. We've been having the Skype chat for over like almost a year now.
4: He's never heard of it. No, it. Is, I, I've heard of it. To, this is new. This is to him. No, no, no. I'm on a different computer. It's just not letting <laughs> me join the damn thing.
3: Well, believe me, you're in there. PSA okay, Radio I'm, added you at eleven thirteen p.m. So you're in there.
4: All right. Well, I'm clicking on it, and it's not letting me get there. So. Uh, all right. What are you? What are you
3: clicking on? on? Hold on. First of all, what are you clicking on?
4: I'm clicking on the thing that says uh, Skype Join DR, whatever it is. Okay. You don't have to click, click on any to, of that.
3: You don't have to click on any of that. Stop clicking all on right. that. See, this is where you, okay. don't, you don't pay attention. On your Skype, on the left-hand side, where all the contacts and the recents and all that stuff comes out. Right. All right. If you open that and you open your contacts, you're going to scroll in there. You're going to see a PSN chat. It's already there.
4: Hang on one second. I am scrolling down. Look for it. Down. It's already there. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Nope, it's not. It says Skype, but that's about it. Um In my contacts, in my recent, it shows PSN chat. There you go. When I click right, and when I click on that PSN chat, it says your conversation is all set up. Share photos and all that, and then click and copy the link and put it in the browser.
3: Okay, well, you don't have to click and copy any link. You know why that happened? I think is that's because you you clicked on the link I sent you earlier that takes you to the browser, which would just take you right back to the Skype. But I already added you to the actual chat, so I don't know why you're clicking on. Things. Well,
4: unfortunately, it's not letting me click onto the chat. It's Well, just...
3: unfortunately, this is the worst thing that we could have on radio right now. So let's deal with this later. Forget about okay, this, we'll do uh, a text support chat, later. Chatty chat. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
4: can I buy a vowel? I just really can't do this. Uh, My goodness. If anybody wants to make fun of me, do it while I'm not in the uh, in the chat room. And, the, and, no. and he
3: tells everybody that he's the smarter one of the duo here.
4: I didn't say I was the smarter. I just said I was the better of the two. And what? Uh, not working, not working yeah. Skype?
3: Oh, It's not working Skype, that's for sure Jesus, can't do that
4: Yeah, apparently so Speaking of Jesus, how was your bunny festivities?
3: Well, I spent most of the weekend uh, Besides crying from not being able to be at celebration I spent a lot of it uh, kind of under the weather I don't know if you can tell by my voice But I'm still a little bit sick And uh, it's uh, getting better But it was pretty bad the last couple of days So, you know, I actually spent the weekend Really just uh, drinking a lot of soup And Just crying. A lot of crying. A lot of crying. Lots of crying. Lots of crying, guys. I shed so many tears this weekend, especially when I was uh, sitting at home watching Celebration,
4: when I could have been there. All right, well. (sighs) Clicking on it again, it opens up a new window, and it says... Stop clicking! You're clicking too much. clicking, the clicker. Well, it's just sent me something. Uh, Okay, Divine Testicles is... There you go. Okay, so I see Divine Testicles, and thank you from Sonia. Are those yep. the only two comments that have happened since? One, since you joined, yeah. Oh, okay, fine. All right, so I guess I am in here. Hi, folks. I can't see anybody who's in here unless they say something. So, uh, huh? yeah, yo to you too, yo.
3: Well, if you, I don't know if you can see it, but all the way in the top you should see where it says uh, 75 participants and a little arrow pointing to the side. If you click that down, you see all the participants in there that are in the uh, chat right now with us. I don't uh, know if you okay. see that or not. But uh anyways that uh, is the uh, oh, this that, is the chat room. Yeah, normally, Welcome.
4: Normally I do it through the web so you know I'm in a Well we
3: scat, we chat used room. to have a web chat for for a number of years and uh people refused to go in there for whatever odd reason, so uh I guess they didn't like the X chat format or the X A T chat format. Uh so we switched over to this last year sometime and uh yeah, great shout outs to Danny and uh you know for coming up with uh this idea for us, so
4: Okay, I see a Pony it's Boy well. Sunset over there, and I'm just wondering if that's any reference to, uh, um, that old, old movie, which is Stay Gold Pony Boy, or not. Hopefully he mm, so. or she is listening and will comment there. Now, Pony uh, Boy okay.
3: Sunset is actually, uh, a, a friend of the shows that she's, uh, been on with, uh, Future Theater. Oh, okay. Five, yep. Alright,
4: let's see who else, let's see any And I she's a, here. and
3: she's a lesbian. It's what? And she's a lesbian.
4: Well, if that's her choice, that's her choice. Good for her.
3: No, I'm just saying because you're like, oh, because she's a lesbian. That's why you don't like the girl in Dr. Hughes.
4: <laughs> no, no, that's not what I said. I said the chemistry between the doctor and her is a little off and because usually they have some type of a sexual tension between them. But at the first part of the show, she pointed out she's more into girls than anything else. So I'm assuming there's no real, you know, Sexual tension between them is where yeah. I was going with that.
3: Have you noticed the amount of uh, lesbians now on, on TV shows like Doctor Who and Supergirl, for example, and DC's so, like All these shows now have like main characters that are lesbians. Yep, so, no I'm big saying,
4: It's
3: a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful world. Yep, luscious-looking lesbians. Yep. Yep, yep, love it. Uh, let's love see... Luscious. Let's uh, let's do a little uh, moving on here and uh, move okay. on to uh, the wall of weird news because there are a couple things that we had that we want to talk about and uh, bring forward to you, our listeners. No, no. No. Wall of Weird News on
1: Skywatchers Radio. 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 radio.
3: Yeah, Alrighty, there you go, that's the wall of weird sound And uh, the other guy here wanted to say something As uh, the clip was playing go ahead, Yeah, other I, guy, tell I, thought,
4: I think something else would rhyme Like maybe we should move on to MUFON Or something like that Or something Just wondering.
3: Move on to MUFON Well,
4: move on ironically
3: move on. enough uh, The first story that I want to talk about Actually uh, comes directly from MUFON
4: Okay, alright
3: So we kind of are You know, moving on With MUFON
4: so it's tell us, there. tell us,
3: what is the uh, story update? It is, uh, well, it's from MUFON, and it's been reported through them, and, of course, also through our good friends at Open Minds uh, Radio, openminds.tv, uh, I should to the website. A shape-shifting UFO reported in Albuquerque this past, uh, actually, really? uh, a couple hours ago. Yeah, a few hours ago. It says a New Mexico witness at Albuquerque reported a silent shaped shifting object crossing the skies just 500 feet away from... Just 500 feet away and 50 feet in the air. So, 500 feet away, 50 feet in the oh. air.
4: Oh, is that now,
3: Yeah, that's not too bad. According to the testimony in case 82456 from the Mutual UFO Network MUFON, uh, witnesses reported, uh, reporting database, of course. Uh, since the witness was outside on a lunch break, probably smoking a cigarette. Maybe a little pot. On March 2nd, 2017, when a light gray shape was first seen, that's when the pot kicked in. The object was approximately 500 feet away, and the guy said, Whoa, man, that's like 50 feet in the air. It's over buildings and stuff. The witness stated there first that, it, that hey, I, I thought expected it was a flock.
4: Dude, after that. But okay. Well, he,
3: I was going to go with that. Then he said, Dude, man, I thought it was like a flock of birds, bro. And I okay. said, That's interesting. But what kind of birds would those be? It would seem to be moving east on a slow flutter. Then it disappeared like it folded back into the sky, man.
4: Yeah. Wow. Okay. I had the
3: little yeah at the end there. Just yeah. So dramatic. You were just, yeah. That's... So dramatic. Wow. Add on. Add on. That just wasn't here.
4: racist. That was... Um... No, that was a stoner. Okay. Yeah, that no. was anti-stonish. I guess. Right. I
3: now, this is the witness uh, first simply dismissed the sighting as something strange or maybe pot induced. I don't know, but he's um uh, here, He says it was. Uh, re- it, it then reappeared in a fat boomerang shaped. It seemed to be uh, made okay. up of multiple lights, uh, like gray and possibly reflect- reflecting objects, uh, but working together like a school of fish or a sequence on purpose or dress. Okay. Uh It did seem to have common back uh, common background that was dark gray or black. It was still fluttering, but it paused and hovered and moved backwards just slightly. So was, I guess that' no transmission. It just huh. goes back and forth. Yeah. It's right, ready okay, to right. go. The view was blocked by a bare tree. Of course, trees always get in the way. See, I'm talking about trees. And those them. trees. Uh-huh. That, uh, that
4: was Groot. It was Groot. That was no, Groot,
3: yes. Then he smoked the trees. But anyway. Let uh, see, as the uh, trees' uh, witnesses continue to walk, he says, When I saw the shape again, it had changed. It seemed to be soft, billow, upside-down parachute shape. Or the bottom of a puffy cloud. <laughs> or a puff of factory smoke. Yeah, they're smoking something. All right. there was yeah, there were some clouds, clouds there, yeah. Oh, yeah. says, I almost convinced myself it was a deflated weather balloon. Dun-dun-dun. Those pesky weather balloons. Damn it, they damn it. There was no top to the shape, only a distant bottom, or distinct bottom, sorry. The color of the object seemed to blend with the sky. There's difference exists.
4: between distinct and distant.
3: Yes, distinct. Thank you for correcting my correction to myself.
4: Appreciate Of the that. correction.
3: Of the correction, yes. The color of the object seemed to blend with the sky, he said. He said, I can only decipher a dark gray sitting at the bottom of the cloud parachute. And that's normally dark gray is when you like, you know, you had a lot of smoke in the sky from the weed. But it says here the object right. changed again and became almost transparent as the sun was reflecting on a visible craft in the skies. Now, there really is no overall shape, he says, that I can make out. I saw a few smaller, very rigid shapes like flat prisms or solar panels, but they seemed to fold backwards into the object and then the whole object faded away. The entire sighting had last about 20 to 25 seconds total, at this point, another spare tree is blocking my view. I assumed the object would reappear, he said, as it already had. So I said to myself, I will take the picture with my phone, because that's, of course, the best thing you can do. Your phones are great for this kind of thing. When I get to the other side of the tree, he said, but it never appeared again, so I have no pictures to back my story up. Um, I added that part it again. He says, I looked for it for about six more minutes. But saw no signs of it. The object made no sound during the encounter. The object the other objects in the sky were two passenger airplanes flying east, almost parallel to each other, but they were miles away. This guy has very good sense of like distance.
4: Apparently so, even though he was a stoner according to your accent.
3: Well, I mean, it sounds like a stoner story. But anyway, there was a helicopter about 10 miles east, circling, uh, again, very, very good with the mileage and the uh, distance. This guy's good. There was also a military bl- uh, base uh, close by, and planes are frequently seen. A military cargo plane flew over a few miles later. Additionally, a CV-22 Osprey plane uh, flew over, CV-22, I've never seen that plane before, uh, flew over a few minutes after the first military plane. It says, I don't know if it lingered, in the vicinity, as I had to go back and uh, back into work, uh, of note, the building, I believe, uh, the object that was moving over processes precious metals.
4: Ooh, dun dun dun. Uh huh.
3: That's interesting. That's his move on. The new Mexico State Director, uh, Donald R. Burleson uh, is investigating this, uh, this, uh, case. And he says, please remember that you, that most UFO sightings can't be explained as something natural or man made. The above quotes were edited for clarity. Please report UFOs actively to MUFON.com. So uh, they had to throw that in there at the end. Thank you, guys, at MUFON for this report. What do you think, other guy?
4: I think if there's no photos in today's day and age, I've got some skepticism. But Everybody's we- got a phone. Everybody's got a camera phone. And if it was out there that long, someone should have caught something out there.
3: I love the fact that he says, "I'm gonna get my phone and take pictures when it gets to the other side over there, and I go over there, and I start walking towards it more. I'm gonna get, I'm that's why I'm gonna take my photos." Well, why weren't you taking okay, pictures you already? Okay, you just
4: switched from a stoner accent to a hillbilly accent. That just sounds. Well, this wrong. is a
3: this is a stoner hillbilly. It's a
4: picture of both.
3: This is okay. Let's hear it. This is this question. is this yeah. is before he is stoned out. This is what he sounds like. Now, my question, though, seriously here. My question is, uh, why wasn't this dude taking pictures beforehand?
4: Because he was out there for a smoke.
3: Exactly. And the trees got in the way.
4: Well, yeah. You know, it, it was there. Damn trees! Damn those trees! You know, especially when they move on their own.
3: Indeed. So there. That's uh. Ah uh, man, that's a great uh, Mufon story there again. A story that shows no evidence. Again. Again. Now the next uh, article, next one I got here. I don't know if you saw this one. I, I linked it to it earlier. I don't know if you were paying attention to it or not. The videotape.
4: I never pay attention to you.
3: Well, this is true too. But sometimes you pay attention to the links. I was hoping you do that at least.
4: True, I no? do. I pay attention to the links, just not you. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well. Uh, this is posted over, by the way, these stories are going to be posted over, as usual, on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash skywatchersradio. And uh, if you do join the chat room with the rest of us in here, it'll be also posted there in a couple seconds, so you guys can follow along and uh, either read along or check out some of the video stuff that we're going to uh, post up here in the next video. Uh, Hooray, it's read so. along. It's a read along Tuesday on Skywatchers Radio. Check it out. This is April Fourteenth. Just posted, I, dude. I don't know. I'm just. I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I just say things.
4: Just roll with it.
3: I would hope you would just roll with it. Yes. Instead of asking every single accent that I throw out there. Jeez. What? What are you doing? What is that? Coins again? Again with the coins. Now he's muted. Finally. He mutes himself. After I bring up the noise. <laughs> with the now, Okay. this next story says, says here, Astrian, Astrian uh, witness of videotapes, unknown lights in the sky.
4: Okay, see, that sounds good. That sounds appropriate. I'll let you get right? rid of that
3: one. The funny thing is, it's written the way you would expect an Austrian to say it. Like, Astrian witnesses videotapes, unknown lights in the sky it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor, no. But an Austria witness just outside of Lower Austria reported watching and videotaping three slow-moving objects in slow? the night skies that made no sound. There were, they were beauty.
4: Slow-moving,
3: slow, slow moving, that's right. According to his testimony in case 8, 2239 from the Mutual UFO Network Witnesses Reporting Database, of course These objects were driving Home, and they saw these Objects in the sky
4: Okay, go on uh, right, I'm not, not doing the whole I thing I have such a smile I'm, on my face from your accent it's just I'm like. not doing the whole thing
3: in the accent, I'm sorry That's that's no for that
4: <laughs>
3: I don't want somebody knocking on my door and be like Hey, that's a very really funny accent When you come out here, we're going to pump you up Tough guy. I don't need that. You, the mind. only
4: time you're getting pumped up is when you finally go to prison.
3: Whoa! Hey, now. Whoa! Yeah, yeah I avoid the pokey, man. I don't like the pokey.
4: I'm sorry. Was, that was, <laughs> you wouldn't get a pokey if
3: you went to prison. That's why I, I totally didn't get a pokey when I go to prison. That's why I avoid the pokey.
4: <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry, that was my outside voice, folks. If, if hey, you feel but offended, I'll tell you and, what. Because you're in prison listening to the show, feel free to call and complain directly to me. You know... Before you're getting out of prison, that way I have enough time to run. I'll tell you this
3: much though if you and I ever end up in prison together, I'm gonna make damn sure my boyfriend's bigger than yours. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's gonna beat your boyfriend up on a daily basis.
4: Well, here's the fun part I'm smart enough that I don't need to hire or have a boyfriend in prison
1: because I get by. Have you seen yourself in the
3: mirror? You're gonna definitely have a couple boyfriends in prison. Sure uh, <laughs> you're a short fellow, you know they like those
4: just because you're having a flashback doesn't mean I'm going to prison with hey, you
3: hey, hey, there was only transition. one time he was nice, he was gentle, anyway, moving on it says that uh, during the drive we spoke almost nothing the witness stated at about ten thirty p m and completely it was completely dark. then we drove uh a path that was very deserted and also secluded. Without driving, oh, without... we're not
1: asking
4: for trouble there.
3: No, no, oh, no, that's how most horror movies just start. you know, like, yeah, let's go in there. It's secluded and it's dark and it's it's a pathway. Let's go there. I wonder if
4: they said it out loud before they went in just to, like, build up the tension.
3: And then one person leaned back and said, hey, by the way, you guys stay here because we'll be right back.
4: That's like every movie when they always say, I think we should split up.
3: Yeah. Good job, white people. Always splitting up in, in horror movies. That's the way it works. Yeah, that's... Good job. Amazing you go this, this way. Yeah, I'll go this way. It's amazing how that happens in every horror movie. Everywhere.
4: I mean, here's a question, though. Do you think it was because of Scooby-Doo that became the norm?
1: Gee, Scoob.
4: Oh. You go that way. It's like you, Velma, and Shaggy go this way, Ooh. and me and Daphne are going to go check out the bedroom.
3: Exactly. That's exactly what that was about. That's why Scooby was, you know, him and Shaggy, man, they're the, they're the ones doing all, like, the busting of the crime. You know, like, everybody else is big, busy, uh, you know, getting it on. That's really what it was. Okay. That's why it was a Scooby-Doo show, not the rest of them shows. Because Scooby and Shaggy busted all the crime. Anyway, without having, uh, let me go back and read this. All right says here, and I'm going to go from the top again. It says, during the drive, we spoke almost nothing. The witness stated, it was about 10.30 p.m. and completely dark. Then we drove the path that was very deserted and also secluded without having thought something. I looked up into the night sky or to the dark sky, and all of a sudden I saw these three very bright light objects that floated very slowly, turned in a kind of a circle pattern, and remained standing in the air. There were three very impressive... Uh, the three of us were very impressed by the objects and decided to stop to investigate. Again, white people stopping to investigate. We left the car and tried with my phone to film these objects.
4: We're not scared. Let's go this way.
3: Except for the chirping of the insects uh, on the floor... Uh, near Uh Nearby the forest, uh, the faraway cars, it was deathly silent out there. So the three light objects made absolutely no noise. Unfortunately, I could shoot the three uh pulsating light objects on film for only a very short time because I had a little space on my phone. Yeah, that's it. I had very little space on my phone.
4: No memory left. He's taking too many nude selfies. So, mm. uh, yeah,
3: that's it. No space. Too many selfies off my crutch. And uh my friend Franz... Oh yeah, man, this is so might. Austrian! <laughs> I'm Hans and he's Franz, and we see a, we're here to get the aliens and pump them up. Uh, yeah, yeah, not be a puny alien. Yeah, no, that's not. That's not good.
4: That's not good.
3: That's not good. No, no, yeah. That (laughs) says, I was filming these objects for about 40 seconds after the 40 seconds of filming. We watched the three objects about three or four minutes before the object, and they just disappeared, like turning off a light. Actually, I'm skeptical about these three things before, but but after the scary event, I am much more open to the alien things, UFOs, extraterrestrials, and so on. I hope they perhaps can find out what it is or was. Dun-dun-dun. Now... If an Austrian name has never been uh, more Austrian than this name, Wolfgang Stelskig that's Austrian is all that name, is yeah, investigating... Wolfgang. We'll <laughs> hey, Wolfgang. We'll yeah, Wolfgang. Seems like a nice fellow. He is investigating for MUFON International, and uh, also, again, please remember UFO sightings can be explained as something... Natural or man-made. Now, with that said, uh, looking at the uh, photos here and uh, looking at the video, what do you think, other guy? What's your your take on these uh, objects in I the sky? I
4: think Wolfie might have something. That is right. Wolfie will have something.
3: Okay. That doesn't answer my question any, but... I
4: don't know. I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm just like... Mm. Can't tell what it is, but it's got some lights in there, and it's mm-hmm. obviously that usual triangle pattern. So, there we go. Weirdly shaped triangle. It's always, it's, even if it's not one of ours, it's always, you know, you notice that it's always ships in three.
3: Yeah. So, why do you think that is?
4: Because they have a trinary system.
3: Uh, no. I know. Yeah,
4: I I, I don't know. Now, here's
3: here's the thing. I'm looking at the video. Normally, when I see something like this, and by the way, stop with the noise in the background. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Anyway, uh, looking at the video, the objects, uh, at first you would say something like, ah, it might be airplanes because, you know, it's blue lights, white lights, you know, far away. Yeah, it could be airplanes. Maybe three planes are about to land. But then you actually just sit there and look at it for a a few seconds. Right. They're moving in a way that no airplane can move. Especially the one on the way to the right, the way he just goes all the way to the center and then just keeps going. And I mean, you can tell the other ones are just like dead stopped, and this one's the other one moving.
4: No, it is weird. I'll I'll absolutely give you that.
3: So I'm not calling bad squash on this one. I'm not saying this is BS. Uh, it looks pretty authentic. Looks pretty good. So I'm gonna well, uh, give that one. I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's extraterrestrial or it's one of ours, but damn it, it looks pretty damn good.
4: It's a good video, the question is we don't know what it is. So that's that.
3: Well then in other words, it it is what it is. It's a UFO.
4: Right, it's unidentified.
3: And that's really all that matters, now we know.
4: Exactly. And knowing is half the battle.
3: G. I. Joe. Exactly. What that the hell was that last noise?
4: I have no idea, I didn't hear it.
3: Oh well. Lucky you. So what, what time do we have
4: George Girardano coming
3: on? I'm excited. To no, talk. it's not Richard. G- it's Jesse oh, Randolph. It's Get her. Oh, it's Jesse no. Randolph. Why yeah, G- Girardano. Oh, I'm sorry. Be- He's- because you're I'm such a huge on- fan. That's
4: yeah. Why. Yeah. Funny as it is, there I know with George Girardano uh, as well too, and I'm working on a project with him. I guess that's why the name came. Ah. To-
3: which, by the way, uh, uh, Rich is, uh, also doing a little bit of a change of format on his show. He's, uh, apparently now going to be podcasting his show and, uh, instead of doing what we do now, which is podcasting the show.
4: So he's going to be podcasting the show just like we weren't podcasting the show.
3: Right, because apparently there's something else to podcasting that I'm not aware of. Um, and he announced, you know, his show is, uh, changing names, first of all, which is kind of cool. I like the name that they picked. Uh, Normal Paranormal is the name of the show now.
4: Okay. Which is kind of what, cool. I what I, I what I is think. the other part of podcasting we don't know about? Now you've got me curious. That's
3: the thats the part that still boggles my mind, because he's, he announced that he's changing the name of the show, he's going to start doing uh, more uh, broad stuff when it comes to paranormal and... This daddy wanted to get a name that's more exciting and instead of doing the shows live, he's going to podcast the show, but he's still going to be live, but it's going to be podcasted now. And he's buying all this fancy equipment, which he doesn't need to podcast the show. And then I asked myself and I was like, wait a second, I could have sworn for the last seven years, I've been podcasting my show.
1: What the hell have I been okay. doing with my time?
4: Well, will one of the 75 listeners who are in the chat room please explain to us what the hell the difference is? Because I think we're missing something here, or I think someone else doesn't know what the heck they're talking about.
3: That's what I'm saying. By mere definition, podcasting is when you record a live uh, audio feed, put it on MP3 on a website, and you leave it for others to download. That's a podcast. That's exactly what's been going on for the last seven years. Or am I missing something?
4: I think we're missing something. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
1: Don't
4: ask me. I don't know. I, I feel like people planet. are just laughing at me. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, what You know, um, just like... is there, If there is something that we're missing, folks, please chime in, because I got no clue.
3: I mean, I am... Please. You know, you know me. I mean, You know me pretty well, especially, you know, you've known me for a very long time. Don't rub I me am... Yeah, well, th- that too. Um yeah, You should be proud of that. God damn it! But um,
4: yeah, no, no.
3: Yeah, you should be happy. But you should be like thinking you're lucky stars. You know me. That's right. I said it. Thank you, lucky yeah, stars.
4: Yeah, sure.
3: But um you know, I, I'm hardly ever left speechless by like some you know something somebody says. That left me speechless. Like I really had no comeback to that. Like, like what? What exactly have we been doing, guys? Like,
4: did he say I'm doing something different, Angel?
3: I mean, that's kind of how it came out.
4: I'm going to be better than you. I'm not telling you what it no. is. got to go figure it, it out.
3: No, it was nothing like that.
4: Oh, okay. I see what Sebastian just said. It's, uh, okay, I, you know, Okay, I see what you're saying. So he's never going to be—he's not going to be live. He'll just actually do it when he feels like it during the week. And no, 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 no thats thats that,
3: that, that thats not podcasting, brother. Look it up. Oh, Zod I think wants to join us.
4: Oh, someone's got. <laughs> there he goes,
2: Mister Opinion himself. Zodwriter, what's up, buddy? Hello, I—I I just wanted to call in because you know I missed the. Uh, mister Your earlier, the beginning of your show, when you guys talked a little, we're talking a little bit about Doctor Who. So I was trying to get, I was trying to get in on that, but I was still uh, wrapping up, you know, wrapping up my show that comes before yours, so. Yes, and a wonderful show that is. Wait a
4: minute, so you were listening to our show while wrapping up your show live? Well, his
2: show ended
3: already a while ago, but I'm pretty sure he was still on the phone with the girls and, you know, chit-chatting away and. Hey, girl, what are you wearing? You know, like, you know, what are you doing well, later? here? no, no I
1: like... <laughs> Skype clothes.
2: Just, what are you wearing?
1: I mean, clothes. No, it
2: wasn't like that or anything, but I just, I mean, uh are you, now, Alan, are you a, uh are you a Doctor Who fan, or?
4: Um, oh, that's a trick question. Yes, I am.
2: Okay. All right, well, what did you think of, of the episode?
4: Well, I think it has nothing to do with the ufology show we're doing tonight, but I will happily give you my opinion. Okay. I mean, it, it was a it was an okay introduction. Um, I found it interesting uh, that they have the professor. You know, they stated that the professor or the doctor was there for a long time at the university. Um, you know, he's been there for multiple decades and hasn't aged, which is something that she pointed out. Um, I think that um, having his granddaughter and River Song on the Desk was interesting but no Amy Pond as well too was interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah, I yeah, there were a lot of little nuances and things that I, you know, that I picked up on that I liked. Not not just, you know, not just the You know, not just the, you know, the Sonya G reference jackal, but there's all sorts of, you know, there's all sorts of things in, in that Doctor Who episode I just found to be, found to be compelling and interesting considering that, you know, it's a new companion, so it essentially starts a new era for Capaldi. And given the fact that it's going to be his final run on the show, who knows, we might see some really good stuff. I mean, the previews for the upcoming you know, remainder of the season looks pretty interesting, I, I mean know. it's it's Moffitt still, so you yeah, know, Moffitt's But it's concerned. also Moffitt's last it's also Moffitt's last run. So right. he's gonna have to make sure that he goes out in an appropriate manner, and doesn't kind of go off in a whimper. Because if it ends badly, then it's just going to look bad on him in his years.
3: Yeah, but the first episode felt like a like a filler episode. They had that yeah, but they had to it, in, then. but they had to
2: introduce.
3: Yeah, yeah but they've they've done they've done that for nine other seasons, and they've always worked out fine when they introduced you know other. Well, new no, companions. when they
4: introduced Clara Oswald, um, it was a little.
3: Well, that was, was dragged on anti- because anti- it was it was it was at uh, an first she anti- was anti- the impossible anti- girl. Anti- no, no because they introduced know. no, but they introduced. Her, remember, as the impossible girl inside the Dalek, and then they reintroduced her again. They just kept bringing her back because she got popular. She wasn't supposed to be did a Did you notice
2: what it said? Did you notice what it said on the Dalek, the Dalek that came through? Did you notice what it said on the the writing on the on the inner side of the Dalek, just a, underneath where you see the you know the plunger that shoots out the laser? There no, was a what did little it it said. Uh, it said Oswald. No, it
4: didn't. Yes. Hang on one second. I I am filling up that episode right now. Hang the flippity-flip on. (laughs) Hang on. I am bringing up the episode. I have it in 1080p. Hang on one second. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Okay, I'm I'm zooming forward.
3: And as soon as we're done with this part of the conversation, we're going to move on to the uh, next segment because we have – Jesse waiting for the...
2: Uh, okay, well, yeah, I just out. I didn't want to interrupt anything. I just wanted to catch you briefly because I didn't get a chance to get you at the beginning of your show. No, but... Sorry, right, hang Hang
4: on. Um, whoa. Um, whoa. Hey now, says, You're right. It does say something. I'm trying to zoom in on it right now.
3: Okay, well, while you do that, um, Zod, if you want to stay around to the end of the, uh, the hour, that's cool, but I'm not trying to rush you off or anything. Uh, in fact, we're going to do Blast from the air hole in, in a couple of minutes here. You might want to join in for that. It's always a, a hoot.
4: Hold on. It does not say Oswald.
3: What? It says name? Copper Pot.
4: No. Hang on one second. It is...
2: <laughs> it looks like Hootie dialect circles.
4: writing. Hang on. No, it no, looks like
2: Oswald zooming. to me. I guess I'm, I'm zooming into it right Pot.
4: Now. Hang on. He's holding up the sonic screwdriver, and the closest zoom in, it is... No, here, I'm going to take a photo. I'm going to take a still shot of it right now. It does not say
2: Oswald, unfortunately. Okay, uh, I, I thought it did. It looked like it did to me. I don't know.
4: Well, well I'm then. going to drop it into the uh, into the chat here in a
2: second, as soon as I figure out how to... Uh, I'm, I'm, if it doesn't say Oswald, I'm sorry I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, <laughs> at,
4: at uh Thirty-nine minutes and forty-six seconds. You can see it does not say Oswald. It has something that looks like an O. There's a line running through all the other glyphs, uh, but it does not say Oswald.
2: No. I have to check a Doctor Who uh, Doctor Who message board because maybe they'll have deciphered it. Maybe because it looked like Oswald to me, as it was just you know passing through. So maybe who knows what it actually is? But
4: hang on one second. Here it is. Take a snapshot. Okay, Okay, I got the snapshot, and I am going to see if they give me another better one. Okay, yeah, there's one at 37 seconds.
3: The best radio that this network has ever done.
4: All right, I'm sending you two of them. <laughs> it's the, it's, you want to yeah, share
3: this okay. with the groups and not just us? Just to get to yeah. See this yeah.
4: Hang on one second. I'm gonna. No
2: visual. Yeah. I'm just saying. All right, hang
4: on one second. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, snapshots. Are up, man? All, right, all right. All right. Calm the bleepity bleep down. All right. Here we go. Um, dropping them into. Okay, they should be showing up in the. Uh, they should be showing up in the chat room.
3: Yeah, it looks like Ophelia.
4: No, it doesn't. It doesn't no.
3: <laughs> like what the hell does Ophelia mean? I don't know. I mean, I, I can see Oswald in there somewhere. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, I can kind of see him. I don't see a W anywhere.
4: Yeah, I don't, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it doesn't. It's close, but it's. It's dialect writing that we're not yeah. going to decipher. Yeah. Dialect
2: well, anyway. whi- Dalek writing, and it actually, that, that gives me hope. It could still be Oswald. I could still be right. <laughs> it actually anyway. says
4: made in Japan or made in China. That's what Probably made in
3: China. Guys, we've got to move made on to the next China. segment here before we go into our break and get Jesse on. So enough of this Doctor Who stuff. Let's All get right. going to the blast from the A-hole. Here we go.
1: Yay,
0: blast
3: right. from, the Yay. from the A-hole. Yay. All right. All right, enough of that. There we go. First blast uh, this week comes from a gentleman by the name of Noob4861. And he wants to know, I'm new to ufology. Or oh, she. You don't know if it's a he or she, but it wants to know. He says, I'm new to ufology. What books can you recommend to get me started? That's a good question. I would say like ask, that's a good one. Yeah, well, there you in go.
4: Honesty, in all honesty, I would not even recommend a book. The Internet is more accurate and more up-to-date than a book.
3: Yeah, I'm going to give a, a free uh, plug for my friend. Go get The Day After Roswell. Okay? Uh, start oh, there.
4: that is a good book to read, right? yeah. Start
3: there, and then just look up Bill Burns on uh, on anything UFOlogy-related that he's either written, co-written, or been involved in, and get that. And I'm sure you're going to have a great introduction to the world of UFOlogy. There you go. All
4: right, that's a good answer. I'll give you that one.
3: I'm going with that. Uh, okay, here we go. Oh. Anyway. Now, what major event in ufology would you like to, uh, would you like, well, let me first say who this is from. This is uh, coming from Mr. Walton X. Okay. Mr. Walton X, okay? He wants to know what major event in ufology would you like to see made into a motion picture which hasn't been done already? That's a good question.
4: Ooh, um, Kexberg. That's a good one, yeah. Uh, the Tuskegee event. Uh, not
3: Tuskegee. The Tuskegee event. Yeah. <laughs> let see. Didn't they make a Tuskegee movie already? Uh, no, um hmm, that's a good question. I mean, I would like to always see an updated maybe Roswell movie. Something that deals directly with the, uh, the, you know, not only the aftermath of what happened, but, you know, let's just say the aliens did crash and that was an authentic ship. Uh, why not? Make a Roswell movie. But, uh, yeah, they've kind of done that already. Day. Yeah, they've done that already. Uh, Dodd, what do you think? You think do you know, I know you've uh, dabbled in ufology a little bit
2: uh, i'd like to, I'd actually like to see a movie about not necessarily Roswell but I'd like to see a movie that kind of chronicles the chronicles the cover ups from aliens throughout the throughout the various uh decades history
4: since day one like the Vatican hiding it
2: yes, there you go. That's More cool. than
4: enough photos, uh, f- you know, from Sistine Chapel and in the Vatican ar- archives that you just can't dismiss. Well, it. What's
2: that? What's that device that the Vatican had that they could see into the future? And they had like a, it was what was it called? I can't remember the name of it. The wasn't the, the space phone? Oh, <laughs> no, it was like some sort of, it was some sort of device that allowed the the Vatican. To yeah, see I know. Exa- I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of the it device. Was, it was dismantled, and and they. And they, because they thought that it was too, you could, they could hook it up to a TV and you could see the, and you could see into the future, like images into the future and images into the past. And it was, uh, I can't think of the name of it though. Um, Google. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, it was, um, uh, like a va- I call it a Vatican time device. It was the, it was the Chronovisor. Oh, okay, that's a good Secret name. time machine of the Vatican. That's what it was. All that right, moving just, on. Wait a minute,
4: they did something like that. Uh the movie was called Paycheck with Ben Affleck.
3: There you go. And that movie was a Paycheck for Ben Affleck But yeah, they I mean, didn't use but they, they didn't that use in.
2: Chrono, but they didn't use the Chronovisor, did they?
4: Uh the concept of the Chrono visor, yeah. The
2: Chrono visor, I and if the Chronovisor is actually a real device and actually something that they utilize, they should make a movie about it. Why not? It would be interesting. All right,
3: moving on to the next uh, question here because we're short on time, guys. The next question comes from k S Bones. Love that name. Uh, he wants to know, most important question ever, Star Trek or Star Wars? Dun, dun, dun. That's a, both a hell
2: have of an important their, question. isn't even a question. Both have uh, their merits. I mean, you, you, yeah, I mean, they're both so phenomenal in, in their own right, but I don't know. I, I kinda gotta give the slight edge just to just to Star Trek just because Ooh, if there wasn't if there wasn't a Star Trek there probably wouldn't be a Star Wars. But that's the only reason. Well I'll
3: i I'll say Star Wars because if it wasn't for Star Wars seventy seven you would have never gotten Star Trek the motion picture because one led to the other that led to the other. There you go. I'll
4: give you that on that one. That's a good point too. Um I think I love Star Wars, but what really makes Star Trek stand out, you know why there's no Arabs in Star Trek? Oh, boy. Because it's in the future.
3: Oh, boy. (laughs) Wow. So, guys, if you want to send your hate mail, please send that to (laughs) IHateAllen at SkyWatchersRadio.com. All right. IHateAllen at SkyWatchersRadio.com.
4: You should make that email just for giggles.
3: And uh, next on the question is from Gary. Gary, was what are your thoughts on the group Gaia that keeps posting all that junk on Facebook? Gaia, have you guys seen uh, this group on uh, on Facebook?
4: Yeah, I've seen them before. Um, I think they uh, might have some interesting plot points. What do the coins
3: in the background think of the group Gaia? (laughs) That's a loud coin. Uh,
2: Stop with the coins, man.
3: Stop with the damn coins. Right, it's a live, think a, it's a live radio show. It's a live radio show, man. Do that after the show or before the show, not during the show. For crying out he's loud, count,
2: he's counting money. Yeah.
3: I don't care. He's to stop counting money when we're on the air.
2: But 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 it's all the no buts. No,
3: no, I don't. That is no longer. You lie <laughs> like a dog, like a dog. You're right,
2: folks. We don't have revenue
3: now. M- now again, what are your thoughts on guy other guy? Stop counting money. I-
4: I think I am a little bit annoyed with their uh, viral marketing and their attempts to try and get my attention uh, although you know they've got some cool videos that's yeah they got cool videos although they want yeah. to make pay for all of them you
3: know my thoughts but, on Gaia and uh, and I'm gonna run it down like this real quick because because we're again short on time uh, Gaia are doing a very nice job of creating a narrative that doesn't exist in other words says no disclosure right. has been given to anybody by any government yet guy is saying all right well they're not going to tell us what it is so we're going to create the bullshit and tell you what it is and you're going to believe it it's going to be nice and packaged and beautiful of course none of it is even remotely possibly verifiable but who cares my shiny forehead Will make you believe it. And that's David Wilcox. He has a shiny, big ass forehead. You're have you seen the forehead on this?
2: Forehead. Okay. My
3: goodness, have you no, seen wow. the forehead on this man, David Wilcox? <laughs> he, like, he has a, he doesn't have a forehead. He has like an eight head. Like, he, <laughs> this, this motherfucker is an alien. Have you seen David Wilcox? Um, like he looks like he's straight out of like Saturn's third moon. I don't know where the hell this guy came from I'm out of left field one day and I started posting all his junk online. But uh that's what I think these, this group is doing. That's what I think he and a lot of these uh, New Agers are doing. They're creating a narrative that doesn't exist because disclosure has never happened. The governments are not going to give us disclosure, so they're sitting there wanting well, to make some minute. money and saying, "All right, well here it is. This is what it is. is." a little bit
4: more open than most other governments about UFOs. True. Who? So I couldn't hear,
3: could hear you with all the coins in the background. Sorry. The,
4: the Mexican government <laughs> has been a little bit more open about UFOs than almost any other government.
3: Sí, pero todavía no dicen nada. ¿Qué han dicho? Yeah, I'm going to subtitles from you, man. I don't know They haven't really said anything, though. I mean, they said, yeah, there's stuff flying. We've seen some things here <laughs> and there. But it's not that they've come out and said, yeah, there's been contact and the, the U.S. government's hiding it. Unless, of course, you're Jaime Mufon, but he sees everything and thinks it's a UFO, so. All
4: right. All right. Shout-out to Richard O'Donnell
3: for that one, by the way.
4: So what else do we have as uh, (laughs) questions here? Anyway, next question here, and
3: uh, this one comes from uh, Mr. Grayish Steven. Great names this week. Uh, good ones, too. Yeah, seriously. There's like seven really good questions. What's more dangerous, UFO disclosure or a disclosure that we're being visited from humans in their time travelers from the future, and in other words, we become the greys?
1: That's a good question.
4: I think that if they are us from the future, I think they're coming back to get genetic material, which is why we have abductions, and that's uh, because for some... Radioactive, whatever fallout, they're sterile, and uh, they're just coming back for to get laid. After World War Three. yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Anyway, last question, and I'm going to close out with this one. Uh, and by the way, that was, that was an excellent question. And uh, there's really not much more that I can add to it, other than uh, I think time travelers would probably be a little bit more uh, dangerous.
4: Well, yeah, they could alter too many different things. Yeah, there's That's too it, many yeah. possibilities there.
3: I mean, time travel. Exactly, they go back to change one thing; it changes the entire spectrum of their future and our well, future. They're, cha- and they're
2: only changing. They're only changing the timeline that they that they create when they come into our future. They're not actually changing our
3: existence. Though. I think we've already seen Back to the Future and know that if they go back and change things, we're all fucked.
4: Well, it could be worse. We they could, could never get back to strange. a worse.
3: Well, this is true. We could. So there you go. I think time travelers uh, might be a little bit more dangerous for disclosure. I think humans will probably uh, take that a little bit, you know, a little harsher that, you know, they come back and they look like gray aliens. And they're supposed to be us, um, you know, several thousand years or a million years in the future. That's a little weird for us to take in, you know. Not, if they're just extraterrestrials from another world, I think we could probably, you know, uh, you know that. accept that and work around it a little bit better, yeah. So there you go. That's my two cents on that one now. <laughs> there we go. Uh, last question comes from Alternative Jess. J E S S, Alternative Jess. Okay. Okay. Says, well, uh, he wants to know Are Gingers aliens since they have no souls? <laughs> that's a good question.
4: That's just a wrong question. In it's, my it's
3: very wrong, but it's also
4: very good. It's, it, it, it's a funny question. Yes. Um, ooh, that's. No, I think they have souls. <laughs> Truth be told, uh, I'm still believing that gingers have souls.
2: What do you think they're, uh, Zod, gingers, yeah, souls? Yeah, I, I believe that gingers have souls.
4: I've dated enough know. gingers that, yeah, they could be very emotional. They they have a soul. I'm I'm skeptical
3: on the whole uh, subject still, though, with gingers. Not sure. Not sure if I believe it. It's like the Flat Earth. Not sure where I stand on that yet.
4: Uh, you don't believe in gingers?
3: No, I believe there is such a thing as gingers. Now, them oh, having okay. souls. All right.
1: All right. I don't know. sure <laughs> <laughs> about that one. Gingers for a second there.
3: No, I believe they exist. It's like, it's like I believe aliens exist. You know, I've seen them here and there. But I just they, the whole thing with a soul. I don't know about gingers having souls. It's just it's weird. Guys, we're going to be back with uh, Jesse Randolph. Speaking of having some soul, he'll join us here for the next hour, and uh, we're going to talk about his show, moving times and formats. Here on PSN Radio, so stick around for that. We'll be back in a couple minutes with more Sky Watchers Radio live. That's right, live, and with the other guy playing Ooh. with his coins in the background.
4: Dude, I just found a seven hundred dollar coin, uh, a seven hundred dollar nickel while we've been talking. Okay,
3: you don't believe that yourself because you'd be jumping for joy right now, screaming like Tom I Cruise cell- on Oprah.
4: Dude, I, That's I right. Find coins, I find coins like this every. It's a <laughs>
1: Oh, what's the cheater? what's
0: Imagine no longer being tied down to your
3: computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile Talk Radio from TalkStream Live. Now
0: available
1: in
3: the iTunes App Store.
0: steel and more superman homepage.com roswell ufos flying saucers alien abduction are we alone information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com theufostore.com offers hundreds of dvds about ufos aliens crop circles conspiracies bigfoot suppressed science Ancient Mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet.
3: Back live on sky watchers radio and you're listening to the somber sounds of enemy by Tim Branham love that song good good guy by the way to Tim Branham I had him on uh, one of my other shows one of my fifty thousand other shows that I've uh, been on and uh, we interviewed him and uh, listened to all his music and he's a great musician check him out on YouTube Tim Branham that's tIm and the last thing Branham b r a n o m Branham and the song is called Enemy. If you guys want to check it out, it's a great track. Now we're live, like promised, with the one and only, the host of UFONOT Radio, Mr. Jesse Randolph himself, who's got big news and big stuff to talk about this week because, of course, as some of you might have noticed, he wasn't on live yesterday. And it's for a reason. Isn't that right,
0: Jess? Uh, yes. Plenty of reasons. Lots of meetings. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Lots of excitement. So I, I I I was I jumped at the chance to join you tonight to discuss it and some of the other things I've been spending my off time on because it's kind of it's kind of been a while you know it has all right now tell for us
4: you. we're building well, up the anticipation
0: here here we go Hold on. for those of you who are not in the
3: <laughs> chat room listening he's got here po- for
0: sake some of them in,
3: some of the some of the folks in the chat room already kind of know some of the stuff that's going on but for those listening in the podcast later on because that's what we do here we we do podcasting. Podcasters, oh, so when boy. you get, when you this download the podcast is, later, <laughs> this debate is
0: ridiculous. You realize this, right?
3: It's he's, my, he's my boy. I love Rich, but I, I got to rip him on this one. This is just important. I, I agree three. with everything <laughs> Sebastian
0: wrote in the chat room. By the way, uh, whoever that is, he's got it right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does.
3: But anyway,
1: <laughs> uh, and, and he
3: he also doesn't see Oswald. By the way, he's odd writer. So Sebastian doesn't see Oswald in there. Is uh, Sebastian the anyway. odd writer? No, 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 no. Zod Ryder yeah. thought oh, he I'm saw Zod the Ryder. name yeah, off Yeah, I was going to say, he yeah. can't be Sebastian and Zod Ryder. That's he could, why not? It's 2017. He can be whoever the hell he wants, you know? Don't
4: yeah, For I'm, sure. I'm, I'm forget, there's 72 like... genders. He could be whatever he wants.
0: Exactly. Well, uh, I'm going to tease the whole show Jesus. concept in a little bit, because there's some really cool stuff that I wouldn't mind talking about tonight that I've been spending my off time researching. Um, I never really oh, cool. consider myself much of a researcher. I've always just kind of been a talk show host, but As most of the listeners know that listen to my show, uh, I do purge and binge on YouTube most of the wee hours of the morning, and I I learn just about everything in my life now via YouTube. And uh, don't we all? (laughs) Yeah, it really is the most amazing tool. Uh, It reminds me of when I first found the internet and what a revelation that was. And it's kind of a cool story, but I won't tell it tonight. But the point being is that I really have had some downtime, which has been great, to look at some of the things that I wanted to do differently, and if at all, and that's a whole other issue issue that I had to work through, and I realized that I did want to do more, but I wanted to do things differently, and uh, I, as most of the viewers know as well, uh, listeners, sorry, that uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Jack Brewer and his blog, and I've been sp- following the Stan Romanic trial and trying to bring the listeners up to date on what's going on with that case, what's going on with the trial, where it's at. So that's been pretty exciting. Um, and then, of course, my fascination with the Moon Hoax has only grown leaps and bounds in the past, uh, I would say, two years. And so I've been following – I found out he actually lives in Oregon, his name eludes me right now. Um, Jesus. Jay Widener. He's a okay. fascinating character, and I urge you to get him on the program if you haven't done so already. Um, what is his name? Jay Wagner? Weidner. White. Okay. Jay Widener. Put him down. He is probably the aficionado on the Kubrick conspiracy, which I don't need to say much more about because most yeah. people... And know most, most things about it, at least the top shelf taglines about what it means and such. However, he really paints a, a portrait and he's just a very fascinating individual. So he's also a filmmaker and maybe I'll get a chance to have a cup of coffee with him someday or so. I don't even know what part of Oregon he's in, but I was pretty jazzed to hear he was in Oregon. So I've been just trying to take some downtime. I'm trying to put together some new ideas and, and, and research some folks and obviously the Stan Romick trial has really stood out to me. Uh not so much about the actual charges per se, mm. although that's pretty uh, astounding of course. Surprising, shocking, all that all those adjectives. Uh but more about what it means in ufology, uh what it means to ufology, how it affects the people within and how they've reacted, which is a sociological experiment in itself. So, Well,
3: let me cool. stop you right there. Let's, uh, let me ask you about Stan Romanek real quick before we continue. You, has there been any updates on the, the Stan Romanek case? I mean, that's going to trial, or is it already in trial? I'm not too sure on that.
0: Oh, it's, it's really been delayed many times. And right. That's a, I'm aware of that, but I mean, what is the trial actually going to begin for this thing? It seems as though the, the latest and greatest is that it's going to begin sometime in October. Okay. And being for the extensive delay again has been because twofold, I believe. One is that Stan has put together a very elaborate list of witnesses, um, over a 100 to begin with, and that has been narrowed down, I believe, to closer to 30. And again, most people listening to this radio program are aware that Stan's defense to these charges, these are child pornography uh, distribution charges are the... Are the heavy ones, I believe, but Correct. apparently there's a, a bunch of charges uh, mm-hmm. relating, relating and offshoots of that main charge, I believe. Again, some of this stuff has not been divulged yet about what the prosecutor actually has, and that's the other reason it's been delayed, because apparently there's been some sort of new information or uh, evidence that needs to be processed. Hence, Trials pushed to October, and we don't even know if it's going to start then, which is very strange. However, uh, as people who know the law, um, I grew up in it because my dad was a criminal lawyer for like 25 years in New York. So, again, I don't really need to tell a hundred stories, but you get the idea of what I was exposed to. And these trials can go and be delayed for eternity sometimes yeah. uh, some, I mean yeah no look I, I hear you look R. Kelly peed on a girl like 15 years ago and he never went to jail for it So yeah I always wondered about that and uh Michael Vick came out of jail and uh became a millionaire so You're right there you go oh. and he doesn't get much more evil than Michael Vick so it, yeah, but you know you can go down the line if you're going to talk about sports, geez. Uh, yeah, but you, you were talking about entertainment business, which is uh, music, which is even worse. So yeah. it's it's a good you thing know. if you get arrested in in hip hop. There, well yeah not for that though <laughs> definitely not for that your
3: career well, in the rap is wrapped you get arrested i don't know anymore you know i guess you're right i guess it's not i mean that's that's the one rule that we never break in hip hop but here's the thing and uh, this is uh, the crazy thing about the Stan roman case um these people that are supposed to be are going to be character witnesses i guess is what they're going to be right most of these folks Uh, that he's bringing on as his witnesses. Uh, I mean, what exactly are they going to be witnesses of besides his character? I mean, what exactly are they going to say, well, I never saw him, uh, you know, show off any child pornography? Okay, what is is that got to do with anything? Uh, How is that going to prove that he wasn't distributing child
0: pornography to anybody else? Well, we don't don't know if they're all going to be character witnesses. I think what he's going to try to do, and this is just uh, my theory, but... Uh, because everything really has been very hush-hush. There hasn't been a lot really online. Been, yeah. uh-huh. uh, stuff on Stan's website, but it's mostly accusing uh, the police of corruption. And, you know, that's going to become blasé to a lot of people, and I get that. But this is where it starts to tie into how this affects the folks in this community and how they've reacted. And and what I th- feel is a little bit of hypocrisy. Um, so allow me to explain real fast. Uh, go for it. Um, go ahead. Okay, so first of all, the, the first part, component to this uh, argument is that there's a lot of hypocrisy going on because we've talked about people having their lives ruined in the past over and over again uh, because of information that they've leaked, or things that they have seen, etc., etc. This is not a new story. It's not a new claim. However, it seems as though the UFO community has turned their back totally on that concept because of the, the charges that are against him. Now, if you take the emotion out of this for a moment and you know do what you're supposed to do, which is you're innocent until proven guilty, then throw it back into the UFO spectrum and say, okay, if we believe that people have their lives ruined or they're followed or they're you name it, right? Um, the audited, killed, right? I mean, uh, we don't need to talk about Gus Grissom, but do your really? homework, and, and there's plenty to be told there alone, but the the list goes on and on. The point being is that uh, in relation to this case, uh, you have to think if you want to ruin somebody, that would be a very good way to do it, which is to put... Uh, let's say, hardcore pornographic stuff that's uh, underage on someone's hard drive, alert the police, uh, tip them off, have the guy busted. Next thing you know, uh, the guy's entire life is destroyed. doesn't matter if you're innocent or guilty because it follows you forever. Uh, real pedophiles uh, have no chance in modern society after they get out, uh, nor should they. Uh, because they can't cure their disease. I don't believe it's a, a disease you can cure, unfortunately. So I don't right. know what to do with these people. I just saw a documentary about these folks and they all live in some trailer park.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was
0: <laughs> fascinating. It was a trailer park full of pedos. Mm-hmm. And it was what just. Was it, do- what
2: was it called? Pedo Park? I mean, what did they, how did they, <laughs> just, what did, just, do they, I mean, but do they like specify that this
0: spe- the- <laughs> is. And Zodrider, you're asking me what film it was? <laughs> Pedal Park, right in PG-13. <laughs>
1: no, no,
0: no. I, I, I you know, like, mean, you know where I watch my films, and uh, for the most part. So, uh, this was... Apparently, it's in Florida. Guys, I'm just
4: pointing out, apparently, just, it is yeah. in Florida. Correct. And, uh,
0: it's fascinating. Know. It's depressing. It's horrible.
2: It's not, it just sounds
0: ridiculous. Uh, and I think it's called Pedal Park. I really do. I think... Uh, if you Google that, you'll probably find it. Wow. And I think I saw it HBO on demand uh, late one night. And wow! But the point being to bring yeah. it back to what there, we're there.
4: Doing. There was a real estate agent that was talking about it. Uh, he was the uh, property owner. I saw. I saw this video as well too. Um, he he's a he owns it. And he basically gives them a place for them to live so that the parole officer can check in on them. And they really can't travel and have any recidivism because there's no temptation in front of them.
0: Right. Yes. And if you watch the first uh, season of The Missing, you'll learn a lot about pedophilia. um, And I don't want to learn much about pedophilia. But
3: here's here's the thing. Look, uh, we've seen this in, uh, in... Ufology for, you know, not only the Stan Romanek uh, issue, but, look, even in the first X-Files movie, they had that one character who was, uh, you know, uh, I forget his name now in the uh, movie, but uh, what's his name played in The Old Gentleman? forgot his name also, but anyway. Uh, remember in X-Files, the first movie, the guy who uh, got uh, busted for pedophilia? Negative. Who was
4: it? Who was it?
3: Uh, I forgot the actor's name. I just completely went blank on me. But you know, what show? What show? No, the X Files movie, the first movie. Remember the first right. movie? I the, definitely first don't want to
2: guess. It was the fight. For, it was, you're talking <laughs> about the guy. In <laughs> That's the not movie. nice. You're talking about the guy in the movie from 1998, the uh, Fight for the Future, right? Right. I the the, the very first X Files movie. Yeah. Martin yeah. uh,
3: Landau. He played Kurtzwell. That's oh yeah, what
2: yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Okay. It just came
3: back to me like an acid flashback. That just came right back to me like
0: acid. Well done. Uh, well done.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, Kurtzwell, uh, Martin Landau, the legendary actor, how the hell did that just slip my mind? Anyway, he, in the movie, I don't, know if, I don't know if you remember, but in the movie, at one point, they're searching his house because he is an insider and in government uh, whistleblower, and uh, they they start going through his stuff, and Mulder has a confrontation with him outside his house by an alleyway, and he's like, what is it, what are they looking for, is that, is it the pedophilia stuff again? Is that what they're charging me with again? We've seen this in ufology before where folks have, you know, accused the government of of uh, stuff like this. What makes me really believe there's really something to this Dan Romanic pedophile thing, uh, is a his reaction to when the police went into his house and when they started like, you know, asking for his computers, his reaction when he told his wife why they were there for they you know, they're they've been extremely like too happy in the media of what I've seen from them is like, like this is a big joke for them, and that usually leads to me to believe that there's somebody who is. A laughing in their faces because they're guilty of sin and they don't care about you know consequences because they don't think there's going to be any because they're going to come out with an elaborate story get 15 of their friends to come back and say oh yeah they they've been messed with by the government for years and you know and they're going to come out with people that are going to back them and there's going to be a big thing on, on court and but you know the worst part of all is listen I, I have folks that know Stan Romanek and as you know I've talked about this on the show before I, I you know I've had stand on the show. We've, I've interviewed the guy before. I've spoken to his wife as well. And I know folks that know them and seen them in conventions and spend time with them in private. Jesse right. knows people like that as well. I've been told from people that know the Roman X that they really are a very strange bunch. Uh, one person in particular told me that they were kind of creeped out at one event because one of, uh, his wife's kids was, I guess, an adopted daughter to him or stepdaughter or something like that. Is he uh, going to pull a Woody Allen? No, no, check this out. Supposedly, at one event, she was all up on him, like, you know, like, like, in a very weird, uh, almost sexual way. I want to respond, I want to
0: respond table. to your, your point when you wrap up, as far yeah, when you complete your, the, your the, point the, before you move the on. The
3: point so. is, the person who told me this is very reputable to, you know, to, uh, you know, this subject, and I'm not going to say names, obviously, because I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but it's something that was told to me a long time ago, before these charges ever came up, by the way. And I've had interactions with the Roman X. They seem like a lovely couple. Don't get me wrong. When you talk to them and you're on the air and you you interview them, Stan is one of the nicest interviewees that I've had. But that does not mean that he cannot be a sick, twisted pedophile. So there's two different things going on here, and you gotta like leave these two things separate, when you, especially when you're talking about doing radio shows or doing interviews or being involved in ufology or anything with the media. You know, you put a, a face that the audience is gonna see or listen to, and, or you know, hear a voice, and that you know it has to be pleasant, it has to be something that can you know they can capture the audience. So a lot of these folks that come into ufology usually are very well spoken. They have. Very good, you know. Uh, you know, they're very articulate. They know exactly where you know their, their message is, and they want to get it across properly. And they're they're perfect on their pitch. And you know, Romanek was the same way. He came in, you know, he made a big buzz. Jeff Peckman and him, you know, made a huge you know thing a few years ago. And you know, then this happened. But who's not to say that this is not who he always really was? And everything else in ufology was a big cover for this. Ring of pedophilia, which wouldn't shock me if he really is truly involved in a a pedophile ring, because in sports, in entertainment, there are pedophiles everywhere. So why not in ufology? Look what happened to Corey Haim and Corey Feldman in the 80s. Michael touched him. (laughs) No, actually, Michael didn't touch him believe it or not and Corey Feldman is kind of on record saying that Michael never approached them sexually they were just really good friends he was a very nice kind dude and he didn't believe any of the allegations against him. you can look that up because he said he never acted that way improper to him in any way shape or form but guess who has been looked at recently as somebody who probably was the guy who raped Corey Hayne who? Charlie Sheen
1: what? really?
3: Look that up on on Google. Google it. Charlie Sheen in the 80s spent time with him on set on a couple different projects, and apparently he is the guy that originally raped Corey Haim and got him involved in that pedophile ring in Hollywood, and then other producers got on board, and there was one main producer who kind of like had his way with him, and it's one that really fucked his head up.
4: Huh.
3: So, I mean, this is not shocking to me that somebody like, a Stan Romanek would be involved in something like this in ufology because, unfortunately, there's sick people and twisted people in every aspect of everything. So, you know, let's not give him a pass because he's a well-spoken individual and a nice guy when he's on radio with us. Like I said, I don't have anything personal against the guy. I hope that he proves that he's innocent. I do hope that he is innocent because I would hate for the ufology to have to face another black eye with a person who is this tarnished now because of something like this. This is the worst crime you can commit.
2: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you totally this. 'll would be totally mortified by something like this, too. And the reaction, if you're innocent, would be complete outrage. I mean, right, they've been way too
3: happy. And the well, image that he posted online, which by the way, I was so pissed off when I saw this image, him laying in a hospital bed with his lip slightly cut, a little bit of blood. He's like, he, he's putting this face like, "Oh, poor me!" Like, "Oh, you know, please be sympathetic to me. This is my poor, oh, I got beat up face." I know an well, actor when I see one.
4: Well, my only comment to this is is that there's a significant difference between pedophilia and ebophilia. And there are studies on it.
3: And there's something called coinophilia, which I think you're suffering from. It, okay, uh, Jesse, you want hey, you want <laughs> to
1: give Hold, on, two hold cents. on, hold on, hold on. Hang on a second.
4: <laughs> uh, Egofilia, though, is an attraction to hey, teenage. I made a
3: funny. There was a, a round of applause for me. Okay, there we
4: go. <laughs> tends to cater more towards people that have an interest for for girl, you know, boys or girls that are in their teens that are. Post pubescent, pedophilia is prepubescent. So, in that vein, which one is he, which one, which category are we really He's in his
3: 50s, man. It's fucked up either way. Doesn't matter. Okay,
4: so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, but it, so, you gotta realize, a hundred years ago, there were 13, 14, and 15 year old girls that were getting married. To guys in their... Other
3: guy. Other guy. Other guy. It's 2017. We've upgraded our social environment and our social way of being since 100 years ago. We're no longer these backwards individuals. Unless you're a Muslim who has a 12-year-old wife. That's different. But in America, and in this planet, we're trying to strive to be a little bit more progressive and be more, I don't know, uh, advanced than fucking little kids.
4: Okay, so then... You should complain to Rolling Stone, who had put Britney Fuck Spears, on, <laughs> put Britney Spears on the cover of their magazine in she was such 18, a though. sexual position. But when she, she was eighteen, was fourteen and a half, and fifteen.
3: Oh no, that's she wrong too. Any, look, any time, and I've been completely against the, the sexualization of teenage girls in magazines like that. Completely against that shit because you know what? That is selling pedophilia. And they've they've done this for years. You're right. You're right. They sell pedophilia. It's like, they, it, it, this is, this is the funniest thing, and let me finish it. This is the funniest thing ever. Not only do they sell you pedophilia, okay? They sell you all the tools to hang yourself in just about every way of life here. They'll sell you, uh, recordable, uh, audio, uh, CDs. But then you'll go to prison if you record music off the internet. You know, they sell you DVDRs, but you'll go to prison if you take, you know, movies off the internet and, and burn it. They, 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 you know, they give you the se- sexualized girls. But of course we know that's wrong. It's, it's keeps, called, people you know, keep doing that. They dress these
4: girls up as prostatots, okay? Plain and simple. And it's wrong. You're right, it is. The problem is, wrong. though, that you know there is an innate culture, not culture, but there's even, some say there's an even bio, and, and I'm not... I'm not for these guys, but there is a body. For a minute for a second there
3: you're like you know, you're like uh making me scratch my bald head here, dude. I don't know what's going on. No no, on but here.
4: there is there is a proven <laughs> sexual drive that most males have to find the most fertile possible potential mate. And that has always been late teens, early twenties throughout history because of the low mortality rate that people have back okay. then.
3: That's fine. fine and Andy. Now, again, he is charged with distribution of pornography of underage girls in a content of a predatory ring. So
2: that's I mean, different. There was someone as young as five years old in one of the yes. things he was accused of, too. And well, that's that, a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, a, say, now, not totally
3: only that, not only totally that, not only that, totally. that uh, was he involved in any of these photographs? That's something that's going to come out in court yeah, also. He was, was he in film there video, filming yeah, any other video. stuff? And the most dangerous part of all, in this circle of pedophilia ring, are names going to come out of people in ufology that are really well connected, really well known, you know, uh, big names that are part of this ring that are downloading this child pornography from Stan Romanek? Or distributing it with them, or trading with them, or buying or selling? Are there going to be any big names? Because if there is, guys, think about how harmful this is for the subject of ufology. Some of these folks that we all admire go to conventions and and get their books signed, or signed by them. and, And some
2: of these guys might be involved.
4: It could change the whole viewing of how this industry is. And, you know,
2: if it's the proven... Landscape would be, the landscape would be nuclear. It be old, And then we would.
3: Then the old guard will be wiped away, and we will have a new guard in place. Jesse? I still there want to is the take no on something.
4: new guard, unfortunately.
3: <laughs> yes, there is, and you're listen to him for a second here. Jesse Randolph, take away.
0: Well, you know, I, I think you kind of proved uh, part of my point that I was making... Uh, As much as I love you, I also usually disagree with you on a lot of things, which makes listening entertaining, I imagine. But the first thing we have to look at, gentlemen, is that we don't really know anything. And if if you guys don't believe in the justice system at all, then that's your prerogative, I imagine. But the point is is that I don't know whether Stan Romanek is innocent or guilty. I'm not even interested in that per se, because what I'm trying to say is to take that out of the equation and – uh, whether or not you feel that he is innocent or guilty is really uh, inconsequential. To the point is that everyone is has turned their back on this guy because of those charges, which makes perfect sense as far as what he's claiming. If you wanted to make somebody look horrible, this is that would be the way it. to do it. Now, let's keep in mind something. I'm not. I'm, I come from a defense attorney family, so I'm just saying if i was defending stan here's a guy who was releasing a book he just released it he just had a documentary done pretty much and he was really the upper echelon uh guest he was an a lister he was doing larry king he was doing multiple talk shows okay i think uh rich t- uh, told that great story about how he turned down oprah because he knew he was going to be on or something i mean it was a fantastic story but th- the point being right. is that this was a guy that really uh, had a future to a certain degree as a what possible... part of this?
3: The, what part of this do we don't agree on? Because so far I've agreed with everything.
0: Because uh, no, but because I know like I, you, you, you didn't. already you, convicted you, him.
3: No, 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 no. You didn't hear the part where I said, I want him to be innocent. I want this to be you proven threw that wrong. You a
0: caveat at the No, end that, is, that is, that is, no,
3: that's, no, no. See, you're not paying attention to what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that in ufology, it would not shock me if something like that was to be reality. Because it happens in every walk of life, Jesse. That's a fact. Now, I want him to be innocent because, again, he's a pleasant guy to talk to. I've had him on the show. He's been very nice. His wife has been very nice when I talked to her. I've been invited. To like you know meet them in person, I couldn't make it that one time, but you know they've always been very nice to me. So I don't want them to to be guilty. Are you kidding me? I want them to be innocent. I want this whole thing to be bullshit and government made and that, proven. That
0: they have been but here's the thing. Trans-
1: Go ahead. But
3: here's but here's the thing, here's the thing. While I want him to be innocent, I want this to be proven wrong at the same time, I'm not shocked by any of this anymore because I see it over and over and over and over in different mediums, and what scares me the most is if he is if he got this part, if he's found guilty and other names drop that are big in ufology it's that cause is some terrible for ufology. And You gotta admit that is one hundred percent accurate. You, you cannot tell me that I'm not right on that. If his name is found to be guilty, and they prove that he's guilty, and then other big names come out because this is a ring supposedly of pedophiles, and other big names in ufology come out, you cannot sit there and tell me that this will not be a terrible slap in the face for ufology that might bring down the entire field of ufology as we know it.
0: Well, that's why I'm co- uh, that's why I'm following the story as as. Uh interesting as, a, as it seems and, and it, it is. I, I'm on every word because honestly I see this being ignored by most of the shows. I listen all week long to uh, the ones I can uh, stomach, sometimes the A-list ones um, just to try to stay in tune about what the community's thinking and feeling. Uh, are they on the same page as me? That sort of thing. I invited Jack Brewer on because I thought he had an insight that was really important which is somewhat of what you're uh, hinting to and alluding to, which is that this is a big deal, especially if Stan is is. going to use ufology as a defense mechanism, and his entire defense is going to be based on the fact that because he is an A-lister in ufology, he was targeted, and he was destroyed. Okay. Now, anything's possible in this field. We know this. We have people that are idolized who claim that they're having tea parties on the moon, Okay. But yet, here's a guy who's saying something that is plausible. It is. It, it's. It's definitely things that have happened. Do you think that uh, New York police officers have never planted drugs on people? Of course they have. You're not going to find a cop to say that they haven't. Have they planted guns of on people? With, of this is have. why. This is why I brought up the X Files. How I much easier example? it is to take a thumb drive and stick it into somebody's computer. It's pretty easy. But just so a- d- just some. Images sitting on a machine, but I'm right. Gonna... Yeah,
4: they should be able to show some bandwidth from the internet provider or something.
3: But, but here's the thing: this, that's why I, I, I bring the X question. Files. That's why, why I bring the. Oh no, but that's why I bring the X Files movie into the equation here because that's what happened in the movie. He was falsely accused, and the cops made it seem pretty
2: damn real. I have a question. What? Go ahead, Todd. What's the? In all in all likelihood, and here and here's my thing: if if this really is the case. And this was really like he's claiming he was he was targeted and this evidence was planted and all that stuff. What does that say? Does that validate anything? I mean, what does the, what do these charges really have to do with ufology? Is it, is the thing I'm trying to rack my brain around listening to this entire conversation? Like because if he, Zod, he's in,
0: he's claiming that the ufology and his. Uh, his notoriety within and the information that he was empowered with through his contacts, etc., um, is the reason that he was targeted because he was getting too important, etc. Does it sound like bullshit? Absolutely. But sure, that's because that's like,
2: Because it's not like we have again. It's not like we have full disclosure and we have any. You know, so we don't have anything like that to where it would be. It would kind of seem kind of like well. Why even do it? Why even go after Here, it? Here's doc- the yeah, thing, guys. Let have a documentary. Let Here's do, the thing, guys.
3: Who cares? Here's the, here's the thing, guys. For the, most part, it, it, for, the, for the most part, it's been widely kind of, like, criticized that his whole uh, Alien in the Window video is kind of, you know, hokey and bullshit. And that's really what got him famous. Right. But most people after a year or two kind of said, yeah, that's most likely, uh, you know, bullshit. So people already were starting not to believe him uh, before he was busted. Uh, this whole pedophile thing, uh, I think it was like a week or two before he was on some uh, some show. I have,
0: to, I have to disagree again because uh, just a quick example. One of the most revered people in ufology to this day as a very reputable source to the community is is – or was, and if, as far as I know, I don't know, we'd have to ask him, Alejandro Rojas. Alejandro T. Rojas was the person who told me that he thought this was an absolutely legitimate story, and he had done investigation work. This was the education director of yeah, but just, I okay, understand, This is the understand, guy who knows how to investigate. Yes, so I don't tell that, me that credible I people didn't that. believe in this guy, because they did.
3: I understand that. They did, and I said early on. Leo people Sprink- believed him. I believe, but I people could be video. wrong, Jesse. People could people could be wrong, and, I, of and I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not saying that people didn't believe them. then I said that people believed them. After a year or two, most people came to the realization that the video was most likely bullshit. Most people that I spoke to behind you know the, the curtains, they would say, "Yeah, it looks fake. It looks really, really not that credible." So here's the thing: the video, whether it was real or not, he had a name for himself. I would not say that he was top echelon in ufology to the point that it would you know, merit the government going after him like this. Why wouldn't they go after other people who were like, for example...
1: Exactly. Uh, I,
0: I totally agree. I think that story is absolute garbage, and I think his video is garbage. I'm just trying uh, to point out that the way that our community has reacted to this has been to absolutely pretend it doesn't exist. Is that one of your major right. players is going on trial in October and he, as you put to this audience... This could be a major catastrophe, a major avalanche, is the way you're describing, I think. Correct. Uh, So, you know, who is following this? I don't hear about this on Jimmy Church. I don't hear about this on Coast. I don't hear about this on Dark Matter or or, or, or any of the other shows. Nobody's talking about it. Why aren't they talking about it? They don't want it to be real. But at the same time, they're yelling conspiracy day and night. So why couldn't they look at this as a possible conspiracy? I don't get it. So well, it just that, seems yeah. because it's based on pedophilia. But again, yeah. wouldn't that be a great way to smear somebody? Has then has that been a way that people have done it in the past? I mean, of course, God, you know, it's easy to take over people's computers now remotely. I have to do it for work all the time. Uh I the funny story, I turned on my father's Skype so that it would auto-answer with video when I called. So I would just yell at him in the mornings, sometimes when I saw him in the room, and he didn't Mm -hmm. know that I had done it. Um, You know, this stuff is real, and uh, I I have no idea whether Stan is innocent or guilty because I have not seen a a stitch of the evidence. So why would I even try to uh, uh, gander a guess on that? That is not the point at all. I Whether
2: just, he's guilty or not, it's just the stigma associated with even being accused of it. That's the he's biggest. That's
1: the way. biggest issue. Correct. Yeah, he's I
0: finished mean. either way. And this was a guy who was doing the lecture tour. He could have that he was easily yep. continued. And trust me, he would have been all over Gaia and all that other crap. The new actors loved him. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> and this ties into you know a lot of stuff that I was thinking about over my break as far as. You know how do you discuss this stuff, and really stop paraphrasing? So it's uh, and and what I wanted to do is provide a lot more multimedia to the program, so that people could hear things that make my mouth drop instead of me, absolutely uh, trying to paraphrase what I saw and said, uh, or throwing out links and such. So it's trying to cross a divide there, and we could talk about that later. But uh, yeah, this is going to be an exciting trial. I, I told you guys I want to go down there and watch the trial. And I'm trying to see if I can work that out somehow. But I would love to do live uh, updates, obviously, via Twitter on the that PSN cool. account. And yeah. uh, obviously check in with you via Skywatchers uh, if I was going to be some sort of correspondent um, to to update everyone on what went down that day. I wish it was uh, something that they would put on a court TV type situation, but I highly doubt it. It doesn't. I'm seem surprised like because, uh, but this is kind of like a, a big deal. He's, he's a semi-celebrity
3: now. I mean, he's pretty well known, so I'm surprised they haven't gone that route for the court TV
0: and stuff. I don't know that they haven't. Uh, I just haven't heard about it. If it, if it's going to be televised, and I've I've seen that stuff sort of drop off. And I, I wanted to watch the Aaron Hernandez trial, and I had a really hunt for uh, it. yeah, because uh, it was pretty
1: fascinating
0: as well. It was via uh, someone doing some sort of stream. I don't know if it was via live stream or what, but it wasn't mm-hmm. on a channel that I had. And I have—it seems like I have a million channels. So amazing!
3: He got uh what do you call it? He got uh, uh, acquitted of a double double murder
0: after he's been convicted of another murder. Yeah, that's the amazing part. The guy gets acquitted <laughs> of double homicide, and he's still doing life for uh, another one. Like, so wow. He's so happy in like
1: yes. And oh yeah, gotta go
0: back to jail. And who else lost is uh <laughs> we did because we paid for that schmuck to have another trial even though Correct. we were already doing it. so what's the fucking point?
3: Yeah, that's why you know what, uh not to, not to uh change subjects, uh but just real, real quick, there's uh a dude who uh committed murder on Facebook. I don't know if you saw this. uh it's been all over the news. And uh he killed himself, apparently, and uh he, before the cops could get to him, the uh the Facebook killer as they're calling him and uh i just want to say thank you not a very you. good
2: not a very good name for him actually no but no killer. but
3: i want to i want to say i don't i'm not going to say his name because i don't want to give the publicity but i will say this to the facebook killer uh thank you for killing yourself because you know you saved taxpayers millions of dollars and, and uh, trials you know, yeah you know Trial you did, did us a favor so thank you and, and i suggest other people that are that demented and that crazy Follow suit. Just you know, just uh, jump off a bridge. Kill well, you know, don't do that because that's that gets kind of messy. But you know, just uh, poof, just let it go, man. Just you know, the world would be a lot better place. Just saying, you're going to kill people. Kill yourself first, Let you know, others live. You know, I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> I'm done. Okay, well,
1: if, if, are we are, are we done I?
0: with are we done with Stan? Uh, it seems like we're kind of in a stationary period where we kind of have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I would there's lo- nothing if else to talk about with Stan. What's that? There's really nothing else to talk about with Stan. We're like, we're well, what I'd like, like trial, to so. see is uh, if anyone's had any contact with Stan or if he has done any interviews.
2: He, he's been on some interviews and stuff this year. I don't know he- if any, because I looked him up on YouTube after Rich Giordano's show a couple weeks ago, and he actually had a couple of uh fairly recent 2017 radio interviews. So it seems like he's been kind of active over the last few months at least. Maybe not. If you, if you find those links,
0: can you send look them to right me now. or throw them in the chat? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do
2: that right now.
0: I, I, that. I did look and I found a, apparently Stan did a, uh, an Australian guy's webcast program a number that, of years Was that the guy that interviewed That's the, the one?
2: That no, that's, uh, the, that's what
3: I was alluding to earlier and like, I never got to finish the story that this happened like a week before he got busted for pedophilia correct. He was on the webcam and on the webcam he hoaxed some like paranormal activity and it was like
0: so obvious that he had done it Like, and he like, tried it to was, pass it off It, it was ridiculous yeah, and the guy sitting there at his desk again to paint the visual here and while he's doing this webcast he was throwing stuff into the air And what the guy was able to do was slow it down to show you that Stan's throwing a piece of paper or a pen and then going, holy cow, what was that? That's really weird. And uh, basically trying to paint a picture that his entire residence is just a plume of paranormal activity. So uh, there's a video about that. And then there's a follow-up video of Stan apologizing to this gentleman. This gentleman, I guess, came to the United States... Went to Stan's house. This video is good. This is worth watching if you haven't seen it. This is is. the latest (laughs) I've been able to find, Zod. So if you find anything else, let me know. But this is the latest. And he's on the couch with Stan, and Stan is basically uh, tearing up, talking about how the reason he did all those things was because uh, the government had told him and threatened him that he had to smear himself. It was the most retarded, excuse me, not retarded, it's a a negative word. Uh, It was the most ridiculous uh, accusation, it was the most ridiculous explanation I've ever heard in my life. It had no credibility to it, nobody believed it, and that's what he's going with, obviously. I I don't know, it just seems, uh, we've seen in history, there have been uh, maniacal, sociopathic individuals that are also very good at, having a side to them that is incredibly charming, and we know that sociopaths are uh, chameleons, and they know how to manipulate. So uh, as you've said, I've enjoyed talking with Stan. I, I, I recently heard him on the Paracast from an old show where Bitney was was trying to rip him apart, but he, he was even – Liking him, too, to a certain degree. You know, he was sort of like, yeah, he's really not a bad guy, you know. Uh, he's always been very transparent as far as, hey, come to my house, you know, not like right. this creepy guy. He never had a creepy factor to me. Uh, he had sort of – and he was always downplaying his intelligence and his dyslexia, etc., where he – he doesn't have an ego, unlike yeah. No, but but you gotta you gotta
3: admit though. Hold on, but you get yeah. But hold on, you gotta admit that that is that could also be a tactic used to like fool and manipulate the way you feel about the guy. If you're acting a certain way because you want people to like you, you'll put it on an act, and that might be part of sure. an act. Sure. So,
0: but, you gotta, but either you gotta be you know you know understand what reality could be here. The guy seems like semi-simpleton. Okay, um, and now he's being accused of uh, some heavy stuff. Hey, look. Uh, does anybody on, did anybody on this phone call expect Jared, the Subway guy, to become this horrible guy? Oh, I Re- totally did. I thought the guy was demonic from the moment oh, I saw him. Come on, he's a sandwich guy. Evil <laughs> motherfucker. That's what he was. Evil. <laughs> Play sandwiches for a <laughs> living. I, I mean, there's. Do you think Cookie Monster's in on it? I mean, come on. Yes. Brittany you know? also. Yeah. On that, shit? <laughs> that guy from Breakfast Club where he's like, are you finished? No. All right. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I,
2: I, po- I posted the most current one I could find. All the other ones are a little older than that one, but that one is pretty current, though.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Thanks. Thanks for doing that. I, I, I bet you they don't mention anything of the trail. I really <laughs> haven't contacted Stan. Um, I just haven't had the head To listen to him. And and the thing is, I feel like I'd get him, which is why I didn't. Some guys have been, since I left mainstream, again, this is part of the issue I had with time off. Uh, When you get to the sort of amateur radio level, uh, you have a lot of freedom. But what you don't have is the access to A-listers. Because they won't do your program usually because there's not enough listeners or there's not enough Uh, hype or they just don't feel like it and they don't get back to you and it becomes kind of a chore uh so the end result is you end up getting a lot of b-listers and a lot of crackpot nutheads which can be quite fun hey solaris how you doing Uh, yeah exactly like solaris (laughs) so you know after a while that that starts to grow thin um and you start looking in the mirror saying hey what am i doing here so that was part of the break, too, is like, how do we sort of bridge the divide here where uh, you can be an amateur radio person and have a terrific program, be attached to a terrific network without corporate sponsorship and stupid coffees and vitamins pushing gold and crap like that. Uh, you can do that, and you can still have access to A-listers, just not on their terms. So that was the idea of uh, setting up a new show concept where it was like, how do we sort of take advantage of technology and create a show where if I want to have Bob Lazar on, uh, I can't call Bob Lazar, right? Um, I can't get him on uh, even though it would be terrific. And I do have some fr- uh, people that know him personally. It's just not going to happen. But yet, I've I've sort of come up with a formula I think to have Bob on and still be able to discuss him in a way that's going to be a lot more entertaining than uh, simply just um, stating your opinions and 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 sort of uh, talking about what he's done, and and so to speak. So that's what's coming up uh, with the show, too. And this is all involved with this sort of thing. Uh, Stan Romanik's a perfect example. Uh, We're talking about this terrific video. Again, I'm paraphrasing this terrific video that I think everyone listening would enjoy, and I think we would enjoy making commentary to. And so that's part of what we're going to try to do moving forward with Euphonaut, which is – to start bridging that gap so that we'll be able to take advantage of uh, going right to certain uh, uh, interviews and comments straight from the source rather than just uh, third person, third party intel. I love it. Does that make sense? okay I mean, it does. It's a little long-winded, but it makes perfect sense. Well, I mean, that's the whole point of you know, <laughs> some of this is to get some of the jib-jab gone, you know? I mean, uh, there's some people that'll talk about the, uh, their teeth for 30 minutes or, you know, Jimmy yep. Church does a half hour, uh, before he brings his guest on usually and a lot of the time that coincides when I'm doing the dishes or making dinner for my fiance because she works her tail off. And sure enough, uh, it's usually just, you know, a half hour of garbage. You know, it's just a half hour of, you know, talking about, uh, a sponsor or, uh, ber- whose birthday is it today and just really kind of corny stuff I don't care about. And then sometimes he has a little commentary about uh, today he was all pissed off about the flat earth, would, uh, which I don't even understand why he would give that any sort of uh, platform to bitch and moan about because it's so silly. However, that, well, that he, be- he believes in, He believes in the flat earth or he's a uh... – He does not, but it was very
1: hypocritical
0: because here's a guy who seems to uh, endorse some really uh, uh, shady people. Right. Okay. Um, it makes no difference whether or not I enjoy his program i i i I usually do the the, the even if i 'm poking fun at it and that 's part again of this freedom that you have with amateur radios that i don 't have to pretend I like Jimmy church i can i can call him a cheese ball and it doesn 't matter there's there's no flack for that i 'm not going to lose a sponsor i'm not going to get uh, someone's not going to get mad at me at contact in the desert you know and be like Dad, don 't book him. Uh, he said that Jimmy Church was a cheese ball right, but i 'm a cheese ball too i love uh I love a lot of the same crap that he does, so I kind of laugh about it you know as far as eighties metal and uh, some other ridiculous stuff but he you know he 's very easy to poke fun at because uh, we all like making fun of people. That just comes with the with the territory, you know. Whether it's Art Bell and and him posting pictures of his daughter on Facebook all the time, which is you know uh, uh, bizarre. Str- yeah, I mean, totally bizarre. Uh, but he's just an uh, an enigma anyway that you can always poke fun at. I mean, look look at Michael Savage and what he went after him with uh poking fun at him a few months back. So you know, true. Uh, at the end of the day. The, the the new show concept is going to be geared around letting people poke fun at each other in a way that is just going to be un, unprecedented, I I hope. And and I don't see it as, as far as – it's just for entertainment purposes, but we need more of that. We need more scrutiny and more in a straightforward way. If I have a beef about something that David Wilcox – uh, is 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 uh, blowing out his horn this month? I want to be able to bring it directly to the listeners uh, on the fly and break it down uh, right then and there on the show. And with your uh, technical expertise, I think we're going to try to make that happen. David Wilcox of his eight heads, yes. Well, you know, I, I mean, I listen to Wilcox, and here's the part, and this is where a lot of the show concept came from: was that my mouth just drops sometimes with some of this gibberish, just some of this absolute bullshit, and uh, is it entertaining? Absolutely, but I just want to turn to my right, and there's nobody there, but I want to go, can you believe this? And I can't do that, and I feel like bringing that to you, Fanat, is going to let the audience um, uh, participate more, uh, whether it's via the chat or, or calling in. Oh, somebody posted the interview. Thank you. Oh, oh, that you did. Thanks, Todd. And uh, I, I'm hoping that's what it's going to do, and, and, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun, too. So, for instance, uh, this week, we're planning a show, and I think what we're going to do sometimes is have some interesting interviews that I've found that I want to help break down and such. For instance, the Conscious Life Expo 2017 just happened a few months back. Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever been to one of those. It's kind of the New Age Mecca for uh, that community once a year in Los Angeles. It's a huge expo, tons of speakers, and I uh, was watching the two-hour presentation from Corey Good about the secret space program and his time spent on the moon uh, at the Lunar Operations Command Center. And they have all these wacky acronyms, which are, again, incredibly entertaining. He was also pushing his graphic novel, which is quite hilarious-looking. Of course. And that kind of stuff is just... It's not, it's not fair to paraphrase some of this shit. I need to just bring it right here so that we can sit down, grab a mug of, of coffee or whatever your vice is, a beer, and just poke at this stuff until we either smash it or trash it, and believe it or think it's horseshit. And break it down together. I think that'll be very entertaining for the listeners coming up. I'm on board. Like I said, I like yeah, it seems idea. like
3: yeah, I'm digging it.
1: Well, I mean, make, I'm... it's gonna be yeah, a lot sir. easier
3: because you know this way, you know, you don't have to have a guest on every week, which is a pain in the ass.
0: But you know, guess, man, that's tough. I can't get guests that I want to get half the time, and that's what I'm exactly. saying. There's time yep. to choose. I wanted Jarrah White to join us for the moon hoax show uh i wanted bart sabrell to come on now jared got back to me bart did not get back to me and that bart is a guy that i've had on but again under different circumstances so sometimes they'll go are you an internet radio station and there is a bias uh when i was on when i was on k-pam they just tell me your dial and for some reason they think that that's a lot better for whatever stick to push and i get that i totally get it. it makes sense but uh We have to work around that. So instead, we can work around it. And the good news is, is that we can do this and not get in trouble because that's the freedom of amateur radio. I'm not making money off of playing someone's uh, lecture, Uh, whereas a paid show could not do that. They couldn't play. And
2: and you're reaching a larger audience as well because you're you're global and you can you can span everywhere. So there you go.
0: Yeah, and we have a lot of power. We just don't uh, take advantage of it often enough. And I think that one of the reasons is is because uh, when you don't have a, a commercial-ridden program, you don't have these breaks, you really have to try to get everything you wanted to say across. And you have so much time, but you can get lost very quickly and go off on tangents. So this way, we'll be able to stay on happens target. Happens to me all the time. Yeah, no, I mean, sometimes <laughs> sometimes commercials are good. It's just not good when they're every, you know, 78 minutes, seconds yeah. like yeah or something. It's just ridiculous. It's not even you're, worth it. The,
3: the, the best is when you listen to the coast, and it sounds like Nori or whoever's on is going to actually get into, like, a subject. And then he just turns it into a commercial. And you're like, wait a second. I was into this. And then it's a commercial for, like, some batteries for a vibrator. What the hell? And yeah, they, they lose me. It it's like it, it's funny, but I can't listen to Coast anymore. I don't know. Uh, it's just become infomercialized or infomercial. There's very little content anymore on that show. Very
0: little you know, I, important content. I, I I agree, and and the thing is, is that. I don't know how many listeners out there because, again, I'm a listener too. So when I'm not on PSN, I'm usually checking out who is. And then I get a kick out of it sometimes when I, when it's a repeat of myself and I laugh for a couple minutes and I check something else out. But uh, I scan on TuneIn. I've got bookmarked most of the stations that you guys are aware of. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I'm really disappointed after a few minutes because I hear who's coming on and it's kind of a drag. Uh, maybe I have a small attention span, but you know what? Uh, the people, uh, other guy said this that there is no new guard. Well, there, I I disagree with him. I think there is a new <laughs> guard, and, and the new guard has a very low attention span. So you have to adapt to that. You can't dismiss that.
4: I, I don't. Th- it's not that I don't think that. I honestly think that there's no guard. There's there's no new guard. There's no younger crowd that is getting into actively. Working the ufology community, whether it's podcasts, videocasts, or whatnot. I think that it is, you know, there's nobody that's young that isn't into, ooh, maybe CGI hoaxing some stuff, like third phase and, you know, some yeah The thing, that is, are look, out the thing there. is, a
3: lot of teenagers, a lot of young people nowadays are, are very cynical when it comes to, like, these kind of things, uh, because of the simple fact that they understand how easy it is not to, like, hoax stuff. Because a lot of teenagers can go in their room and just download a program. And started, you know, creating their own UFO videos. It's not that difficult anymore. It's very easy, especially kids that absorb this kind of information easier than as adults. Uh, you know, they sometimes are 15, 16 years old and they're already fully capable of creating mini movies on their computers and stuff. So, uh, you know, this is a, a new age that we live in and that's why you don't see a lot of younger folks attracted to ufology, because a lot of them just are very cynical about the whole thing. But it would take an event in their lives to get them into it. Or it will take a big global event, something that happens that really you know pushes the subject back into the forefront, which we just haven't had since, uh, what, Travis Walton, Roswell. We haven't really had anything major. The Phoenix Lights, perhaps.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that... There's not been a critically nothing. undisputable event... In years,
3: and when you years. look back, if you're if you're a young person, you look back and you're like, ah, well, I was just about to smoke at mirrors and, and a lot of like you know uh, blurry images of stuff, and and honestly, a lot of it is blurry images. Even you know, when you see stuff of like Mars and the Moon, and it's all blurry images, and even the UFOs we covered tonight, blurry images. So uh, you know that's a, that's a lot of that in ufology and in the world of paranormal. So you know there's that as well, and I think that's one of the reasons why that's happening. But it, again, it'll take some big event to really get everybody into it again and to get everybody excited again. And. But I Yes, uh, I agree with you. Uh, I cut you off. We'll finish your talk. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say that, you know, I think something like that might happen in the near future with something uh, along the lines of them saying, oh, we found microbes on another uh, moon or another planet that is, uh, you know, a living organism. And that's kind of like a, a hint into disclosure or kind of a step towards that. That might get people excited. It might get young people into the subject because I think science, more than anything else, it's just going to really turn people back into what aliens might be like, what UFOs are, and it's going to be through science one day when, you know, we are getting that close to actually having
0: a disclosure type of event. Well, we're we're Uh, seeing it, uh, we're seeing it happen as we speak, I mean, you're seeing uh, a new NASA uh, press conference uh, every other month saying alien, the word alien, the word extraterrestrial, I mean, these are are words that never existed in their repertoire, okay, Mm -hmm. in their language space, so now, we're now just, what is it, uh, April 13th, which is a few days ago, four or five days ago, uh, they're talking about Saturn's moons and how there's tons of water on these moons. Now, right. uh, I, think, I think Saturn has like 50 some odd moons, which is Correct. insane. Yep. But what are we learning uh, in the past five years? And the millennials are already on board, so they don't need to be, uh, they already believe, number one, we never went to the moon. So right. they don't care. And uh, they all know that 9-11 at age f- 6, they know that it was an inside job. Right. So they're growing up very cynical and non-trusting, right? Now they're exactly. being exposed to something called fake news, exactly. which I'm falling for every other day, and it's really fucking <laughs> pissing me off, right? I saw a Putin interview the other day, and it was fake. And I didn't know until he said the word bullshit. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Fuck. So anyway, the point is, is that all of a sudden we're learning that everything we learned about our own backyard is bullshit. Okay? Obviously, yep. there is a ton of stuff in our own backyard. Not 300 million light years away. Not even close. Right in our backyard, in our own galaxy, right here. There's stuff going on. There are habitable planets, apparently, and moons. If that's what we want to call them, you know, it seems the criteria is strange now. Is our own moon an actual moon? We don't know. We don't know. The moon is Mm -hmm. one of the biggest enigmas to science community. So what do they do? They sort of turned off to it because they don't get it. It's not really explainable. It's very unique, our moon. And if you... Look up or Google strange uh, things about the moon. You'll get a list of them. It's just uh, it's fun to read. It's a fun read, and you'll it'll blow your mind. Uh, I also watched a little bit of uh, Room 237, that documentary, while I was doing the dishes today, which still blows my mind. The uh, you have a lot of dishes because you're always doing dishes. I mean, dishwasher. I don't have a dishwasher.
3: Neither do I, but I don't do that many dishes. Jesus.
0: That's when you're single.
3: When you're single, you go to Jack in the Box.
0: to Whole Foods. But Actually,
3: you're... we don't we don't have Jack in the Box here in Miami,
0: my friend. No Jack in the Box here. Yeah, not missing much. Okay, yes, Jack in the Box. Four kids in 1994 for uh, uh, E. Coli. So Ooh, nice. Anyway, the the point being is is that <laughs> it's good for the BMS. Little. Anyway, uh, in this slow indoctrination that we've been taught in ufology for years, that this is what's going to happen, according to you know some of the the. Best witnesses, I say what you want about Greer, what he was able to do by getting uh, uh, Carolyn uh, Rawson, uh von Braun's personal assistant uh, that that she worked with him for years and high level people of that kind of caliber telling you this was already told to me in the 1960s that there was going to be this sort of uh, strange events to to sort of indoctrinate the public into certain viewpoints. Now we are being slowly indoctrinated uh, and it's not that slow over the course of time it's happening quite rapidly that there is plenty of stuff happening in our backyard whereas when you and I grew up uh, in the 70s going to elementary school and in the 80s we were told and taught that mostly uh, there are dead worlds out there that could never harbor any sort of life and that we are special and we are the ultimate mystery and enigma.
1: And We're a we fluke,
0: yes. It happened that we might be actually quite ordinary, and that in itself is a whole new way of looking at the world in which you live in. And I feel like the new guard uh, not only feels that the current ufology guard is hokey with their bad suits and their Ramada ends and their shitty conventions that, don't tell you anything except a bunch of really bad stuff. They still use pencils and pens. They don't know how to use iPads. They don't get uh, – I'll give you a for instance. I don't mean to bash on this guy, but I, I went to somebody's lecture. I flew to Scottsdale, Arizona from L.A. one night because I wanted to see their lecture about Mars, and they couldn't even get the projector to work. Here I am. I, I spent, you know, what, about a grand to go there? Um, the, the 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 new guard has no time for that. Have no patience for that. So that's the world we have to deal with as well. Which is that the current ufology guard with Linda Howes and George Norris with this really you know hor- horrible hair and you know it's just like no that that's not what I want to be a part of. So I think uh that there is a total problem there's a it's almost very similar to our own country how it's so separated in the way people view things and it's a a very divided country ufology is very divided it's it's even divided within the old guard because they never get along anyway because their fucking egos but in the new guard and and you want me to name some people i've brought up jeremy corber before uh who's a a new guard style filmmaker i have brought up james fox um Who doesn't represent old guard at all and he's done a a couple of fantastic documentaries Uh, there are some really good new guard leaders I think Richard Dolan uh, is is a new guard type person who's definitely worthy of that Um, so there are good people I I, I hope that Tom DeLonge is not the best we can come up with folks I really hope so Jesse you know who Uh, I think is a great leader for the new guard I hope that you, I hope you're not going to say Tom
3: DeLonge. No, I'm going to say you, sir, you and Rich Giordano. Oh, no, no, not me. I, I'm you, you, you two are the dynamic
0: duo of the New Guard. That's what that means. <laughs> you know what? Uh, <laughs> I, I am going to support Rich and uh, his endeavors coming up. I think he's very talented. I think he's very entertaining. And a part of this is entertainment. I've discussed that before. I don't yep. just want... Um, uh, encyclopedia book type programs and there's plenty of dry stuff on the web if you just want factoid type stuff you want to read you know Kevin Randall's stuff and listen to his radio programs it puts me right to sleep is it right on point is it great research absolutely i'd rather listen to James Gilliland and laugh i really would that's just me so i think rich brings a healthy dose of both You know, sometimes he gets a little wacky. Sometimes he's right on point. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going to be trying to support him in the background with uh, whatever he needs uh, here and there if he wants it. But as for me, I am getting towards the – not the twilight of my life. I'm getting towards a relaxed state where uh, I have come to certain conclusions about where I stand in in society, uh, where my place is, where – uh, you know, coming to terms with the fact that I am part of the sheeple, and uh, some people would say, oh, you're giving up, or yada, yada. I, it was never something that I believed was going to happen uh, as far as disclosure, as far as the UFO community being able to move the needle. Uh, I agree with you guys where if aliens exist and they are uh, intertwined with our our our, uh, our, makeup and our civilization, it's up to them. And when they want to make their presence known on a global scale, it would only take about 10 seconds. So uh, why would I spend uh, a exactly. good chunk of my life, the short life that we all have on this planet, uh, dedicating it to a cause which I probably will never be able to move the needle on, whether or not I'm faxing a million people or yelling at my representative or doing talks, or going to libraries, etc., or videos, and YouTube, uh, I don't feel that's going to move the needle. I don't feel going out and trying to communicate with extraterrestrials with lights and such is, is going to move the needle because it hasn't. And uh, I don't see anyone coming out of C SETI or any of these uh, CE5 protocol programs where they have any sort of substantial proof. They talk really good games. Oh, we saw these things, and then we flashed them, and they came to us, and it was so magical. But they have nothing to show for it. And if that was the big communique in 2017, that's not going to cut it for the millennials. They need more. And you're right. It's going to happen on their terms, whether it's Mm -hmm. one civilization or according to some of the guests we've all had on these programs, hundreds, uh, I find it difficult to believe that there's hundreds of alien species communicating with our planet and I'm just absolutely blind to it. But I should believe, Corey Good, David Wilcock, Gaia, and uh, the rest of the New Age gang, that it is going down, mostly in Antarctica, so it can't be confirmed, of course, and uh, I'm <laughs> too stupid and I'm too uh, unimportant to know. And I have trouble swallowing that. So instead, I don't believe uh-huh. that. And I think there there's a way to express that to folks coming up, where they're going to be able to you know make their own opinion, but at the same time enjoy the fact that we can have ours after what you know 25 years of exploring this topic, when yep. a lot of people just dropped out because they can't hack it anymore. They they feel so much pressure to have to, to make something happen. Uh, this is a belief system. This is a it has ties in a religious fashion rather than, you know, a political party where you're supposed to be, you know, trying to do something. Uh, and, and I'm not. I, I'm not going to try to, per se, move the needle in any sort of political disclosure. I don't believe that's forthcoming. I never did. I never have agreed with Stephen Bassett on almost anything, any of his theories. Uh, I find the Rockefeller initiative to be strange. I still haven't seen concrete evidence uh uh, as far as why it went down and who was really involved and to what degree, I think a lot of that's theoretical, um, yeah, which doesn't really even make a lot of sense anyways. Uh, if you believe in the Illuminati and such and, and uh, the secret families trying to control the structure, why would they have the Rockefeller Initiative? That make sense to me. never did. But I don't believe that it is up to us. I believe at this point in my life I've come to conclusions that it's up to them Do I want them to make that change? Absolutely. I want a new world. We need it. Right? We're heading towards destruction. Uh, you know, guys, this was a tough month for a lot of people. They, they were having some very heavy duty, valid paranoia about being nuked. We haven't had to feel that paranoia in a very long time, but if you you kept your nose to the news, uh, from what you feel you can believe anymore, which is hard, so that adds to the paranoia, but we're surrounded with fear, and that in itself is something that tells you that, yeah, we do want change. We want intervention, and I call that alien intervention. I would love that to happen. And What do we, what do we have to lose at this point? We obviously, it's kind of like giving your kid the keys to your car or something. You know he's going to screw it up. You know he's gonna fuck it up. Well, we've fucked it up. They've given us the keys, whoever, and we've scratched this car up enough times. It's uh, we need someone to take it back. In my well, opinion. Well, Jesse, you, you answered the question
3: right there. Why it is that we you know we have not gotten disclosure? Because we are just gonna fuck it up. You know, if we're told the aliens are out there, we're interacting with the aliens, and we start actually interacting with the aliens, we can't even like you know get along with ourselves you think we're going to interact really well with species from other worlds and other galaxies? You know, I, I totally
1: I don't
0: think we're worthy in a lot of ways. It was tough for us humans. You know, I felt bad last night, and, and here's a perfect example. Somebody rang my doorbell at 12.30 at night. And I don't know about you, but I have one of these old uh, chime uh, sucker doorbells. So when that thing rings, it's, you know, ding, gong, you know, it's very loud. Very creepy. So here – yeah, it's a little creepy. <laughs> 12.30 in the morning, and I have this little window on my front door that I can open up to see who's there. Uh, and sure enough, it was an elderly – it wasn't an elderly Grade. woman. It was, no. it, was a, it was an older lady, and she told me that she needed gas money for her and her daughter, which instantly told me it was uh, probably a drug addict in, in my neighborhood asking for money. But the point is, is that we live in a world where I whoa, believe – a drug out, addict out there. They actually go to your door to ask you for money. Like you get that out there, really? Correct. It's very wow. sad where where our country has come. If you come to Portland, something you will see in Oregon here in Portland, Oregon, is the amount of homeless camps that just wow. are everywhere, under every bridge, along the side of every park, because these people are in dire circumstances. Mm-hmm. They cannot. Afford anything it is terrible. The government has turned their backs on humanity, and I have become victim to that because not only am I struggling myself, trying to make ends meet, but i 've been burned, and I know that you know in my heart of hearts, this woman needs assistance, obviously, whether or not she wants to use that money for crack uh, she needs help right and uh it's very sad. So, from 10,000 feet, which I say a lot, you know, look at this from 10,000 feet. But, but what I really mean is, look at this from the alien perspective, if you uh, if you can for a second. And as you've brought up, um, it's it's not a pretty picture what we do to each other. What what the no, it's what, right. what what we're capable of. Just there are some major flaws in our genetic code that need to be hashed out, apparently. So you have so.
3: no idea. Yeah, we're, we're a very flawed bunch, but I'll tell you what, we're, we're out of time. We're, we've gone over 25 minutes here, uh, but we're going to wrap up in a minute. But uh, put, it, put it in this perspective, you can give that woman a couple bucks, she can go smoke some crack, maybe get something to eat. You never know what she's going to do with you know a couple bucks, or you could actually invest time in taking her to a program, getting her rehab, maybe, you know, give her a, a nice, you know, handout, like, uh, so she can rent a motel, or maybe get her an apartment somewhere, really invest time and money and energy into, like, helping this individual out. You can do that, or you can give her a couple bucks, and uh, hope she doesn't smoke crack with it. Most people are going to just give her a couple bucks and not invest their time, energy, and extra income in helping an individual like that out, and that is what the problem lies. We will never take that extra minute to do that extra effort to help that individual out. We'd just rather
0: just give him a couple bucks and have him go away. And that'd be but that be the end of it. But again, we're at, the I of a time. I, I agree. The problem is, in, and that becomes a question about capitalism in general. Until we're able to switch this Correct. horrible system that we live in so that all of us are chasing the dollar for 90% of our days. Um, so sure enough when this woman comes knocking all you want to do uh, because she woke you up is give her the middle finger okay that's it, where in my neighborhood you're, yeah. that's the response you're going to get we need and, to
2: trade in trade in capitalism for the betterment of humankind is correct. basically what it all boils yeah. down to <laughs> yeah. hey, you know there's,
3: there's enough technology out there to, to house these people that are homeless and uh, put them in places and, and I'm talking about like simple like technologies that build homes in a very cheap and efficient way that can house thousands upon thousands of homeless folks that are right now on the streets but we don't do it because they don't want to you know give the funds for that they rather give funds for other things like planned abortion and uh, bombs and prisons and you know stuff that is really counterproductive to humanity uh but these you know, and a lot of these homeless people are veterans, which is another sad you know thing. So you have a lot of veterans from the Vietnam War, even from the first Gulf War in the nineties, that are living on the streets homeless. You know, because of what was done to them over there over there at, you know, in the war, because of the stuff they went through and uh, whatever the situation is now, these people need a handout. And of course we don't have time for that. I mean so the veterans are some of the worst treated folks on the planet. A, well uh, let me just situation. end it
0: with this. Is this a good time to plug my uh, Stan Roman at GoFundMe page? <laughs> <laughs> with that said <laughs> with that being said, um, I'm just kidding, but uh, yeah. I'll, in all honesty, you know, alien intervention is something that I have a feeling uh, will happen one day. I just don't know when. And also one last thing. And I heard this via Jimmy Church's show the other night, and I thought it was real neat. Um, 2010, the follow-up to 2001, the end of the movie, I tried to get through it the other night. I couldn't do it. It was too late. Um, they're exploring the monolith to see what happened to Bowman. Roy Scheider's on board with the Russians. Uh, they get a message at the end of the movie, apparently. I forgot, but you guys might remember on the screen, and it's real uh, 80s looking 90s looking and it says all these worlds i'm paraphrasing again all these worlds are for you to explore and enjoy except europa don't go to europa leave europa alone and sure as shit um these headlines talking about these moons uh, that we're going to explore and of course one of them in particular is europa so very interesting stuff very cool and kind of creepy you know Jesse, check out the movie. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but check out the movie, The Europa Report. Yes, fantastic. Great movie, right? Highly recommend it. In fact, I'm going to revisit it. Thank you for telling me that. I'm going to revisit that this evening. And uh, I urge everyone to stay on top of what's going on in our backyard. Don't be uh, upset that uh, you haven't had one of these creatures come to your doorstep. You probably don't want them to. Uh, no. at this point we, we need oh, this, this slowly wanna... we just need it to, we just need some we need some uh ammo we need some new stuff we need some new stories as you've said and yep. uh with all the technology you'd think people were, would be able to fake them very well but we're too savvy now we need <laughs> something very concrete and in your face with yep. that uh gentlemen thank you so much for having me on tonight no look, check this out uh, before we, we leave there's uh, a quote in the chat that i
3: want to uh, give a shout out to Sebastian again uh he okay. said something that that uh you know we were talking about here about the homeless a little while ago uh that it uh, it's something that boggles the mind because I actually i've seen this firsthand he said uh, how much uh food gets wasted at restaurants movie theaters, et etc, and employees get the uh Get in shit, or are limited to very minute amount of food or discounts. And I guess you know what he's getting at is that this food that gets wasted and not given to people who might be in need. Uh, he's leaving out a very big outlet, uh, food outlets like Publix, uh, Winn Dixie, Trader Joe's. We have that issue here. I don't, I don't know if you understand what these folks do. I mean, when food gets to like a week before, sometimes a couple of days before it expires, they throw it out. Like literally,
0: yeah. like good food and gets the thrown out. they don't. I mean, the reason they don't donate it or allow people to go in their dumpsters so they lock them all, because we yep. have plenty of dumpster surfers here in Portland, is yep. because of insurance issues, and that's very, right. very sad.
3: It, uh, it's extremely very, very sad. I mean, I was at a Publix uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, they were picking, you know, like, it was late night and they were about to uh, you know, start putting new merchandise, I guess, out. And they started picking through some of, like, the uh, tables in the, uh, uh, the deli section, because I went to the deli section. And uh, they were putting food in the basket to take it away, and I asked them, "What's wrong with that food? It looks like it's perfect." She's like, "Oh no, no, this is going to expire in about in about four or five days, so we're throwing it out." And I'm like, "What? Why would you? That's still very good food. Uh, Yeah, food. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I eat stuff that expired two days ago, and I'm okay. Like, are you? That's true. (laughs) It's not not a big deal. Just because
2: it goes beyond their." specified date doesn't mean that it's no good right. anymore it's just you know hey
3: shocker i've had milk two days after it expired nothing happened it, it's quite okay uh but here's the, here's the kicker and i asked her and i, I asked her why would they do that And she told me straight up just like you said well if somebody gets sick you know there's a liability and for insurance reasons you know they just don't do it and they throw it out and i'm like that right there is a major issue uh, with, you know, the way the, the corporate systems work, with the way insurance works, with the way even lawsuits are getting out of hand, and people are just suing for no reason. Cause uh, look, this is food that you can go to, to good use, with the understanding that, hey, some of the stuff, uh, might be 50-50, be, uh, be aware. You know, and you do your own judgment on what you can eat and not eat, and, you know, give it out to folks that are in need.
0: But so here's, here's the thing is that, that thing. you're, you're at your frustration right now. I believe wholeheartedly, even with all my cynicism uh, in 45 years, I believe wholeheartedly that most people agree with you. And it's really just the infrastructure, the capitalists, who are the, the power groups, whoever you believe in, whatever label you want to put on these folks. It's uh, incredible, yeah. It, it, it's their doing. It's not the regular The regular people. I mean, I just hung out with a woman who's poor as shit, and I saw a cauldron on her stove of chili, and I said, what are you doing making all this chili? She said, <laughs> I'll make it for the homeless. I'm like, you don't have a job. You know, it's crazy when boy, she, she boy, she's not homeless. things like that. She's, boy, not, she's homeless. not homeless, mm, and yeah. she did it. And hats off to her. And should go. I be doing more? Absolutely. And I'm trying to come to terms with that as well. However, uh, we need help. We need it now. If yeah. aliens are listening to this program, what do we need? Intervention. Hey, uh, Jesse. Like
3: I always say, if aliens are listening to this program. Just don't forget, folks. If you flip flop when you zippity bop boop bop, you're gonna have to z- beep zop z- zoop beepity pop pop pop. <laughs> I
1: love that. I love just that. Re-
0: Remember that. Just remember that. Uh, oh.
1: Guys, with that should, said,
0: did you just say in uh, Arterian or uh, <laughs> what, what's, what's the new? Oh, the Blue Avions. The, the bird- Avions. Oh. Those are those avians. are my people right there. <laughs>
3: Hey, shout out to UFO Phil and the Blue Aliens. Yes, absolutely. Shout yes. out, Phil. Uh, guys, we're all out of time. In fact, we went over 30 minutes. uh Jesse, thank you for uh, being here with us. And again, the show now is going to be Thursdays at 11 p.m. Eastern on psn-radio.com, correct?
0: Fantastic. Oh, the new program for Euphenon. Correct, yes, yeah, yes. The new time slot, yes, that's the new time slot. Uh, we're gonna try to stick to that. I know a lot of people are disappointed in, uh, not having live shows. Yes. Uh, all six of you. So, thank you for that. <laughs> and, 13. uh, we're gonna, we're gonna really jazz it up. We're gonna try to do something different. I don't know if it's gonna work. I don't know if you're gonna like it. And if you don't, uh, I'm sure you're gonna tell me. So there you I t- go. I'll tell you what, Jesse, uh, you make a lot of folks angry when you're not live
3: on the radio. Cause, uh, you get a lot of people asking me, yeah, it's just Young Live this week. No! What the hell, man? You know, if they knew what I was doing, they'd be even more angry. That's the problem. I think. It, it happens slightly less with Rich, but it happens also with Rich You know, when he's not on consistently. Like, I am what best what the Rich hell, Rich? Odd. I know you're I, one of them. I am one of them. I, I, I like washing dishes and listening to Rich on
2: Sundays. So far, when I'm not on, nobody complains. Everybody's like, okay, cool. It's, That's not true. Well, I mean, Rich, Rich does Rich does have a very, very entertaining show. I can, he, he does. does. I can Absolutely. definitely attest to that. So, yes,
1: <laughs> re-
3: Remember, guys, it's now called pa- Normal Paranormal. With it's your Normal hosts. Paranormal.
0: Normal Paranormal with Rich G. With Rich G. The G stands oh, for G-R-D-A-N-O. Coming, coming to Sirius Radio sometime soon. Just yeah, in 2025. Well, no, you know, it's just, uh, it's going to be interesting with, uh, some of the things he's starting to put together. I think everybody's just trying to up the game a little bit, which is nice because, uh, I wholeheartedly believe, you know, Art probably left the airways because he realized it was sort of, uh, passe and, and it wasn't really interesting anymore or, or all that, all that unique. Uh, but now this level playing field of, okay, the bar has been raised, so how can you try to raise the bar even higher? And so, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're going to do, right? Yep, yep, yep. I'm all in, my friend. And, uh, guys, I hope you're all in also.
3: Check it out Thursday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, Rich Giordano on Normal Paranormal on Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern following the Roundtable show with me and Zod Rider over here. Zod, thanks for being on the show with us, buddy.
2: Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me on. It was nice to meet you, Jesse.
0: Likewise. Yeah. Uh, I do enjoy the roundtable show. I just don't tell anybody I listen to it.
2: Okay. Those well, do you shit. listen to well do you listen to the Zod well do you listen to the Zod Rider show?
0: No, that's next on my list now. That way, I've, I've had uh, I've broken bread with you, so now I will be listening. Righty- you have to. He
3: okay. has a great show, Zod Rider Show, which airs, of course, Tuesday nights, right before this show. I am looking forward to it. It will be on my list tomorrow on my playlist. There you awesome. go, guys. We'll be back live next week right here on Skywatcher's Radio. Same Skywatcher time at 11 p.m. Eastern. Same Skywatcher channel at psn-radio.com. For uh, my hetero radio life mate, the other guy who uh, left about 30 minutes ago, again, he says that Skype issues, I think, is wifey issues. They're calling him into the bedroom.
2: Get over here. Come on. <laughs> or, or I think it was more coin, a coin issue, you know, yeah. It, it, it might have
3: been some coin issues, yeah. Give me your coins! You know, you found like a million dollar coin or something happened, I don't But, uh, guys, uh, for the other guy, uh, I am Angel Espino, the host of this little, uh, shindig we call Sky Watchers Radio. And like I always say you guys, keep your eyes in the skies. And, uh, you know, Sky Watchers Radio out!